everyone, and welcome to the Foo for Thought podcast. Is this episode 99? Yes. I think it is, isn't yes. it? Yes. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry. This is. I'm looking at my notes now. It just goes to show how prepared I am. <laughs> oh, 98. 98. This is episode 98 of the Foo for Thought podcast. I am your host, Sean. I am here with my wife, Devon. That is me. And bad news, I'm afraid, it's just, well, not bad news, but the the uh, the slightly bad news is that we do not have Cyrus with us this evening. No. Uh, Cyrus, unfortunately, is attending a swingers party. <laughs> and uh, could, could not be could, rescheduled. Could not rescheduled is very important. No, he's, un, uh, he's under the weather. He's not very well. And uh, he couldn't he couldn't make it tonight. So we're recording in our you home. You just get this old married couple. Yes, just us. Um, one thing I will say, I don't think you can, but if you can hear rumblings, loud voices, kind of mumblings in the background, it's because our next door neighbor is the noisiest fucker in the world. Yeah. He is, and I, I, I mean this in the nicest way, he is an Indian gentleman, nothing wrong with that, that's fine. He's a fan of, from what I can gather, Bollywood, because the music is nonstop. Yeah. He's always got... I I don't know actually is Indian is all in no Bollywood is the film side it's of things a genre yeah. yeah okay so maybe he's maybe he's just listening to music maybe he's not watching movies I don't know either way lots of music lots of loud voices he likes to entertain he likes to entertain he's got a bevy of friends over he's having a whale of a time so if you can hear it I do apologize I don't think you can though um, I was watching the levels and the levels didn't seem to pick him up so. Yeah. We are good. So what film are we discussing this evening? We are discussing 2021's Raging Fire, uh, the Donnie Yen movie directed by Benny Chan. And uh, at the top of the show, we usually talk about what we've seen and what we've been up to. And uh, Devin, I'm going to ask you a question right off the bat. Firstly, okay. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. You forgot, this is the first time we've we've been chatting to you all in 2023. So yep. Happy New Year. Hope you had a happy holidays and a happy yep. New Year. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. What was your favorite movie of 2022? Oof. Have you you got one? I don't know. So I've noticed that, you know, there are a couple people online, you, Rama, I think that's the only two really, who have posted about like their top films of 2022. Yeah. Um, I didn't bother to do that. Okay. I mean, there are a few that I recall that are, uh, did you spill? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Just spilled my drink everywhere, but that's okay. Sloppy, mister. Um, the Batman was great. Um, uh, oh fuck. Uh, Av- well. Avatar was great. Avatar, okay. Um, yeah, those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head. I know there's more. What about everything, everywhere, all at once? Oh yeah, that was very, very good. Very, very good. Well, Marcel the Shell with shoes. I think that's a twenty one film. I think that's Marce- Marcel the Shell. Yeah, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I didn't I you know, I I thought about it. I thought about doing that, but I couldn't be bothered. So beyond all the great films that came out in 2022, there are there are a slew of them and many of them I enjoyed. I honestly don't think any of them topped the Batman for me. Yeah. I think the Batman was number 1, which is I know a lot of people like shit on that opinion. Everyone said Top Gun is obviously much better than the Batman. Fuck that. Batman's no. way better. Top Gun's great. Top, yeah. Top Gun's in my top 10. Maverick is fantastic. Oh, Prey was really good. Prey was good. Yeah, that didn't make my top 10. As far as horror, I think um, only, uh, yeah, I got judged for the horror film that made my number 10, uh, top 10. Right. That was Men. 
Oh, yeah, um, you did. Men made my top 10, whereas uh, a lot of people are just like, how do you put that in your top 10? And how do you not put Barbarian or X or Pearl in your top 10? Something about men grabbed me. <laughs> I love men, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now, something about men grabbed me. I don't think it's necessarily the plot. I think it's the feel to men. It's I like the feel of men. <laughs> I, just, I just like... I don't know. Very interesting aesthetic and um, like feel to it. It felt very unnerving, and I liked that. Uh, you should watch Barbarian. I think you'd like Barbarian. Um, what have we what, what have we been watching? Uh, nothing great. <laughs> nothing. Great. We watched Avatar too, which we haven't. Talked I mean, about. yeah, we watched Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah. Um. And it was, I mean, obviously it was great. It, it blew visually, my socks off. Yeah, visually, absolutely stunning. Um, Don't get me wrong, the story's good too. Yes. The story's good too. It, it, there is a lot of moments that's like, he's showing you stuff just for the shake, sake of showing you. Like, there's stuff that doesn't feed into the plot. Like, they spend like an hour working out how to hold their breath underwater. And it's just like, okay, but... Still gorgeous. But it's amazing. Yeah, That's it's the whole point. Gorgeous. And James Cameron himself said, like, fuck it if it doesn't if it doesn't add to the plot. I just want you to see it. Um, Avatar 2, I very much enjoyed. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Um, and it's uh, it's long, but it doesn't feel that long. I didn't... I wasn't that exhausted by no, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the notes to see what else we watched. Jeez. Um, we watched uh, Guillermo del Toro's oh, uh, yeah. Pinocchio. Yeah, Pinocchio. Which, which, in my opinion, was awful. Yeah, it wasn't great. I didn't like that at all. A lot of people, it's on a lot of people's top tens. People are loving it. And uh, I just did not care for it. I thought I thought it was boring, and I thought it was just, un- yeah, uninteresting. It's the same as boring. Um, Yeah, not good. Uh, I watched foo, uh, foo films. <laughs> I watched two films that Devin did not watch. I watched the Banshees of In. Is it Inner Sharon? I think it's Inner Sharon. The new Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleeson film, um, which is phenomenal. Really, really good. If you have HBO Max, it's currently on there. Um, it is a wonderful film. Not. It won't be everyone's cup of tea. Um, would, would I enjoy it? Yeah. You think? Yeah, I think okay. you would. It's okay. not an awful lot happens, but what it does like happen it, is yeah. fantastic. It it's, seemed like it's not. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in that trailer. At least. Yeah, but it's the way it, the the way a not the way not a lot happens is great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I you kind of you appreciate it. It's this. It's it's quite a ponderous film as well. It makes you think. Okay. Um, but it's funny. It's it's beautiful to look at. It's a really good film. Really enjoyed it. Okay. And then the other day, I re uh, revisited HBO Max and uh, I watched The Menu. And um, I think if I would have wa- oh the uh, the Ray Fiennes movie yeah uh, if I would have watched The Menu in 2022, I think it would have made my top ten. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I watched it without you because you showed no interest, and mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fucking good. Really? Yeah, it's really, really good. Interesting. Um, it's so people say you can watch the menu two ways. You can watch it as a dark comedy, or you can watch it as a horror. I strictly watched it as a horror film. Okay. It's it's funny in places. I I get it, but I strictly watched it as a horror film. And Jesus, it's a good one. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, if we do pause, uh. If we do pause during this podcast, it's because our cat is just... Her, you have to get her down. It's just so... What is she? Mischievous? Yeah. Menacing? 
and she's just all over our recorder and she's biting my mic lead mic cord so she's causing lots of problems um we'll we'll do our best to try and navigate around her and hopefully not pause the podcast at all uh, but yeah the menu um if anyone f- feels like watching a good horror film it's very very different from like uh, Barbarian and X. It's not a slasher film, and it's not like a highbrow. It's not like Midsummer or Hereditary or anything like that. It's its own very unique thing. Um, Anya Taylor Joy's in it. Ray Fiennes is in it, and Nicholas Holt is in it. John Leguizamo's in it as well. Um, he's popping up everywhere these days. He is. Yeah, he's in fucking Violent Night. He had a small part in uh, the first John Wick. He was in the second one too. Second one, too. There you go. He's popping up everywhere. Yes. I don't love him and everything, but he's okay. Um, happy birthday, Samo Hung. It's Samo Hung's birthday today. Oh, yeah. I saw that online. Yep. He is uh, the ripe old age of 71 today, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So we jump into the film? Sure. Or anything else to talk about at the um... top? Um... I don't think so. I'm officially, I, I might as well say this since he's not here, I'm officially Cyrus's boss. <laughs> <laughs> I got a promotion this week, and uh, for the first time ever in my life, I'm a manager. So I uh, I officially have a manager role, and uh, I am Cyrus's manager. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so. Cracking the whip. Yeah, yeah. I've got to, I've got to keep my eye out for him and make sure that he, he does, uh, pulls his, pulls his, what's this? Doesn't make you, pulls, pulls his weight. Pulls his weight, yeah. Pulls his weight. Doesn't make you look bad. No, no, because he and I are friends, so we chat normally and work, but going forward, we have to chat normally, but I also have to go, eh, can you get this done for me? So, it's going to be an interesting balance of, like, talking to him like I do in the like podcast. you're do this or you're fired! Yeah, exactly, and being like, eh, come on, dude, you got to tighten those bootstraps and do a better job. Get this done ASAP. That's right. Or there'll be hell to pay. That's right. Yeah, they say that in this film. Speaking of hell to pay, <laughs> they say that in this film. Uh, so, Raging Fire, directed by the late great Benny Chan. Unfortunately, he directed this film, but he never saw the release of it. He actually passed away before the film was released. Uh, R.I.P. Benny Chan, uh, very good director, has directed a plethora of classics. Uh, starring Donnie Yen, Nicholas Che, Chin Lan, and Patrick Tam. Action direction is by Donnie Yen uh, with the help of Kenji Tanigaki and Didi Koo as well helped on this one. Um, yeah, so basically Donnie Yen's action team, I suppose. Although uh, Ten- uh, Kenji Tanigaki is definitely doing his own thing at the moment. He's on a whole bunch of projects lately. Uh, so, Devin. Sir. What did you think of Raging Fire? Did um. it give you a raging boner? <laughs> <laughs> For one, I just I whenever I hear this movie, I think I've meant, probably mentioned this before. I want to say Rabbit Fire. Um, I think of Raging Phoenix, which is another martial arts film. Yeah, no, I instantly think Rapid Fire. Okay. Um, Should we do Rapid Fire for the podcast? I haven't seen it in years. I don't think so. No, is it rubbish? It's very shoot 'em up, very actiony. It's very what was that like? Late eighties, early nineties. Early nineties, I'd early say. Early nineties, very early nineties. Oh wait, I mean, yeah, because like the crow is like what 90, 93, 94, something like Rapid that. Rapid fires before the crow. Obviously, yeah. he died during right. the crow. Right. <laughs> what a stupid I mean, thing to you say. Know, uh, Brandon Lee is great. Uh, I don't know. All right, what's um, the like raging fire? Sorry, raging fire. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was, it was, it was pretty good. Um, obviously, not a martial martial arts uh film there's some fights uh some uh, some hand to hand but really it's yeah not really uh not a whole lot it's not um, heavy on the martial no, arts but it's but it's it's pretty good i enjoyed it 
Good. Yeah. I'm glad. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you <laughs> next time. Um, I am changing my opinion on oh. Raging Fire. Okay. When Raging Fire first came out, I did a review, and it's one of the few video reviews I've done on Instagram. I just did like a half hour long video review of it, and I said that it's all right. I said it's all right. Problem is, it's a bit flabby here and there. Too much drama here and there. Not enough action sequences. I'm changing my opinion. Raging Fire is one of Donnie Yen's best modern films. It's a solid film. It's flipping great. It's really, really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it way more this time around. And um, I, I, I really appreciated the non-action scenes. Mm-hmm. I thought the plot was bad. really good. Um, it's like a tight little cat and mouse action thriller film. Um, I don't feel like it's flabby at all. I think it's uh, it does feel long. It does feel a little long. It is a little long, yeah. It's over two hours long, but it feels a little longer to be honest. But um, yeah, really, really good film. Um, I will say it could do with one extra action scene. Uh, I mean, it could do with seventeen extra action films, but right. so could every film. But this could really, to balance out the pacing perfectly, um, I think it just needs one little extra action scene in there. Um, but it's good; it's a good film. It is. Uh, Nicholas Che in this is very good. Is by the way, I don't know if you pronounce his last name Che. I don't know. I've heard people say Che. It could be say. Say or I I don't know. Some people say Tay or T. I don't think it's that. So I'm saying Che, um, just because I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Um, if anyone wants to help me out uh, after the podcast has dropped and just send me a message and say, "Listen, dickhead, you're saying it wrong. This is how you say it." Please let me know. Um, so for those that don't know, um, the film starts and it starts pretty much like. It starts. It gets the ball rolling pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. So we're introduced to to Donnie Yen, and he's living a a, a lovely life. He uh, he wakes up to his beautiful wife. His wife is pregnant with his child, and she's an ex ballerina. Yep. Um. So we get that. Uh, by the way, I will say this: Donnie Yen's acting in this is better than most of his films. He actually does some serious like nuanced acting in this which is rare for donnie yen yeah he's really good in this um there are moments in this where i was just like damn he's fucking really putting on a performance um which is if you compare it to like the it man films a lot of people say like oh it man he's super wooden yeah and then a whole bunch of other films as well but he's doing well in this there's there's a scene later on in uh, uh where he's he's in he's in court and basically he's a witness and testifying against someone and he looks really emotional and he's he's Doing doing good work. Um, so we're introduced to Donnie Yen, and he's a cop. And uh, basically, there is a sting going down um, where there's a drug deal and um, between a Vietnamese gang and a Hong Kong gang. And um, Donnie Yen's team is set to uh, infiltrate or stop the drug deal. Right. But he is stopped in his tracks and told... That he cannot uh, attend the, the 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 sting because I can't remember why. 
Why'd she come from my head? He was asked to do a favor, and he basically said no. Like, oh, shit. Some I higher, forgot about yeah, that bit. Some higher-ups or like, some rich dude like do a favor for them. I, I forgot about that. Sorry. He's he's asked to come to a, a, a lunch, uh, like a meal and he, in a restaurant, and he goes to the restaurant. And basically what happened is he, he arrested a rich man's uh, son who beats up a cop, and they basically tell him you need to rewrite your report so it lets this kid off and he refuses to do it so because he refuses to do it they go well you're not going to this uh, drug deal and you're not part of our team right um uh so the drug deal goes down but nicholas che and his crew roll up on it and uh they cause a lot of chaos yeah a lot of shenanigans a lot of shooting lots of killing and everything goes haywire yeah, yeah, lots of death. Uh, this one's pretty violent as well. Mm. Um, some uh, basically, there's a long shootout in like an old abandoned mall, right? Uh, between Nicholas the, J's yeah. crew, the drug and, dealers, and the police. And yes, and um, it's an extended uh, shootout. Lots of people get hit. It's good stuff. Lots of violence. Um, I mean, Donnie Yen was the uh, the action director of this film. He just goes to show he can do shootouts. Yes, he can. Um, because the one, I mean, we're jumping the gun, but the one at the end is fucking fantastic. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, but the one at the beginning is good. Lots of and he doesn't hold back. Lots of lots of blood. Lots of people getting hit. Lots of what I really appreciate. Lots of people getting hit and not dying. Right. Like a lot of people limping away, a lot of people clutching shoulders. Just, I really, really appreciate that because uh, so many films just show like someone get hit in the arm and they die. Um, so <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, the police, ch- he's not the chief, but like. I'm not sure who he is. Yeah, he's like the head of the team or the head of. Right. The, I don't know. Right. Um, head but, of his task force or something. Yeah, he gets, uh, he gets murdered by Nicholas Che. Um, and he recognizes Nicholas J. They have masks on, by the way, at the beginning of the film, these, these, his his team, and uh, he takes his mask off, and the guy recognize him, recognizes him, and then Donnie Yen rolls up with his crew, too late, yep. because everything's gone down already, and then they, uh, they see the carnage, and they see the guy dead, and they're just like, oh shit, this is not cool. Yep. Um, and then during this time, we get like a scattered bunch of flashbacks, um, so we, yeah, we get Nicholas, uh, however you say his last name, um, just say Che. Uh, I'm going to just call him Nick. <laughs> call him Nick. Uh, Nick, uh, we see his flashbacks of basically kind of the beginning of his story. So it turns out, you know, he's a police, he was a police officer and just kind of what led up to him becoming a bad guy. Yes. Um, so, you know, they're a part. So him and Donnie Yen, they're a part of this operation. Uh, a rich guy gets kidnapped and they are a part of the task force to find him. And we just get lots of like flashbacks of that. Yeah. You know, they're kind of scattered. Though. You yeah, can't, they're, yeah, they're kind of spaced quite out. put the picture together. Right. Um, but how, yeah, they were friends. He was a good guy. Um, uh, everything was going great for him. And yeah. Yeah. But clearly... Something went wrong. What what happened? Go on, tell well, the story. Well, so yeah, so throughout the thing, in multiple different like flashback scenes, you find out that um, uh, uh, Nick's team um, catches up with a, a, a criminal, a bad guy who's part of the kidnapping, and his bosses told them to find out. You have to find this rich man, and he says, um, "By whatever means necessary, and I'll have your back." So they find this guy and they beat him up. 
they uh, really badly. They find out where the rich man is being held hostage. They relay it to another team. Rich guy gets saved. The bad guy that Nick's team um, beat up starts like fighting back, and they ended up killing him. Yeah, he bites a dude. And um, and so Nick and his team all have to go to trial, and they basically the the police department doesn't back them up like they said they would. One of that team kills himself, though. Right, one of them actually ends up killing himself, but um, the rest of them they end up going to jail. Yes. So they, yeah, and like she said, the the Donnie Yen testifies, and he's like, right, you can tell, it. yeah, yeah, he's you know struggles. He you know doesn't want them, you know, he doesn't want him, uh, he doesn't want them to go to jail, and he finds it very uh, hard to be testifying against them. But in the end, he tells the truth as he knows it. Yeah, um, I will say one thing about this film that a lot of people have compared the final, um, the final shootout to another film. And I'm going to compare the entire film to the film that people compare the last shootout to. They say that the last shootout is very much like Heat, the film Heat, mm-hmm. um, the heist in that oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say this whole film is a little bit like Heat in that Donnie Yen and Nicholas Che are your Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Don't get me wrong. They're not quite as good an actor <laughs> as Al Pacino and uh, Robert De Niro, but at times in this film, they're put in a room together, and they are—they're playing off each other. They're—they're they're yeah. acting really, really well and doing doing some good stuff, some good performances, and it's very much the uh, the cop cop versus robber, and um, it's really good. I—it's just the drama in this film is genuinely exciting, and the way the characters play off each other, and uh, Nicholas Che has some interesting like ideas and tricks up his sleeve in this film, and it's it's really fucking good. Right, and the fact that he's like a former cop, so he knows their procedure, he knows, he knows yeah. the the rules, yeah. and he uses it against them. Yeah, really, really good. Um, so if we go we go back to present day again, and oh, I've just watched this film, and I've got to remember. I'm trying to put it all in order in my head. It's I'm, I'm a it's bit. It's a little stupid. hard when you throw in the flashbacks, but um, yeah. But like, okay, so um, the oh, I remember now. The mall I- happens. Those police officers get killed. Um, and so Donnie and it's now they're like cracking down and trying to find who, who these who not real, not knowing that it's Nicholas Chen. Like, who are these? Who's this team of bad guys who shot everyone up? Yeah. What happens is, Don, uh, sorry, uh, Nicholas Che steals the drugs that was meant to like right. be, uh, be sold at this drug deal, sells it to another guy, but then tells the guy don't let these drugs hit the streets because if they do, the cops are going to come at you. And if they come at you, they're going to come at me. Well, of course, he does it. He sells the drugs and goes on the streets uh, or puts the drugs on the streets, I should say. So then um, uh, Donnie Yen's team kind of cracks down and uh, goes after them. And then we're going to fast forward a little bit. There's a scene where Donnie, Yen, uh, Donnie Yen's team um, are told that they. Well, they're told that this guy, one of the drug dealers, is hold, hold, held held up in this, um, like a shanty town, I guess you'd call it, I right? Guess. And uh, Donnie Yen sends all his cops home and basically decides to go there by himself. That's a great action scene. It is. I, I think it's great. It's, um, it's, it's Donnie Yen as like a one-man, like, just uh, like a Terminator. He goes in <laughs> there and he... Uh, I don't know, it's... it's uh, 
how am I trying to explain it? It's got like it's it's got really good action, but there's also like high tension in right. that bit because Donnie is like held up in this room with like four different people, and he's got one gun, right. and he's he's asking this guy like a bunch of questions. And it's not just the guys in the room; it's like everyone that outside yes. in this shanty town. You see all these people, and they have like big like machetes or pipes and everything, mm-hmm. and they're outside this building, just kind of like just waiting for the word to like swarm in on Donnie Yen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just it's nice, nice bit of tension because it's one man, one gun against all these other people, uh, and then basically shit hits the fan, and uh, there's some great. I, I, do you know what? I'll tell you something. Hmm. In action films, yeah, I love a good shotgun. Mm, yeah, I love I love a good there's pump a action good, shotgun. There's a couple good shotguns. There, there, there were some, and I like it. So there's there's a mistake that uh, we were watching. We were we recently started watching the show SWAT on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a kind of throwaway show we can just chill and watch. Yeah, just like um, an easy like easy like police like procedural procedural yeah. like show that's just something that we. We don't have to. You don't have to really put a whole lot into. No, you can <laughs> look at your phone it. while watching it's it. An, put it that it's way. It's just an easy watch. Yeah, but entertaining though. They, yeah, yeah, sure. Shamar, Shamar Moore, Shmore, Shmore Moore, Shamar Moore's in it. You may know him from Criminal Minds, which is also a very dope show. Uh, although he's not in the recent season of Criminal Minds, sadly. Uh, they did a, a mistake, uh, which a lot of shows and a lot of films do, where someone has a shotgun. And they shoot the shotgun, and it just produces one large bullet hole. A shotgun doesn't do that. It fires multiple, like, scattershot pellets. Not pellets, but buckshot, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, like, it, 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 it's, it's a widespread amount of shot. Hence, shotgun. So it should be a big radius of multiple small bullet holes but a lot of films just make it one big bullet hole Very true. and that's not how shotguns work i should know i have fired many guns in my life i've never fired a gun in my life <laughs> never which is weird because i'm in america and i think it's illegal to not shoot a gun in america you ever shot a gun i have not held you ever shot a gun either no held one but that was about it you were born in america i know so you you should have shot a gun <laughs> plus I suppose I should have just held one, didn't shoot one. Let me say what your parents' employment was. Both of my pl- parents are retired. Terrorists. Po- are retired. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Horrible. Are retired police officers. Yeah, they're retired police officers. So I thought that maybe they would have taken you to a, a gun range and be like, look, this is how you handle a gun. This is how you clean a gun. This is how you do all that. I didn't go that far. My mom, like, that's the only time I held a gun. She, you know, because... She wanted to take any and I any mystery that might have been in it for me. Like she didn't want me to go. Like, oh look. yeah. And although you know I had absolutely no interest in it, but you know when she was home, it was locked away in a gun safe and the key was away. But she was just like, "Here, this is this is it," and that was about it. She didn't like get into how it worked. She was just like, you know, it was very short and basic, and I was just like, "Okay," but I had no interest in it. I know someone who recently, and I won't say who they are or what relation they are to me. Or not even anyway. I know someone recently that had to buy a giant new gun safe for their collection of guns. Uh, guess where they were from? 
not America? They were from America, but guess where in America? Oh, Texas. 100% Texas, yes, they were. And they had to buy, uh, they had a big gun collection, they have a big gun collection. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never even, I've never even seen a gun. Yeah, I remember when I first I... came to this country, I went to, a, I'll tell you what, I went to a subway station or metro station in this country, mm-hmm. and I don't know where it was, and I don't know why it was, there was a cop there with a machine gun at this metro station. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, what is going on? This is <laughs> mental. There is a man with a with a machine gun. Do you even call them machine guns anymore? Assault rifle. I guess, yeah. Assault rifle at a metro accurate. station. Just stood there, just just defending the peace. Upholding the peace. Upholding the peace. Upholding the peace. And just, I saw it and I was just like, this. I'd never even been that close to a gun. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. i tell you something. What? Whenever, it's still, I've been in this country how many years? We don't even know, do we? Nearly 20. Yeah. 16, probably. 17, something. When I see a police officer, if I'm in 7-Eleven and a police officer comes in and he walks past me and he's got his gun on his hip, there is a small part of my brain that goes, I'm going to take that gun. <laughs> There's a little. Weirdo. There's a little part of me that goes. Weirdo. If I took that gun now, and there's uh, there's a yeah, there's a little part of me that wants to steal police officers' guns. Weirdo. I'll never do it because it's mental. But there is a little part of me it that would not end well for you. Yeah. I'd have the gun. <laughs> okay. I'd have the gun. <laughs> I've got the upper hand. For yeah, for a time being. Why? What do you think the cop is going to do? Steal it back? What do you think is going to happen to you after that? I hold him at gunpoint. Uh huh. And then I walk, I back out of the Seven Eleven. Yeah. And then I throw it in a dumpster, and then I run. <laughs> you don't think you'll be arrested after that? They'll never find me. Okay. I'll blend into the crowd. Okay. I'll be like, uh, who blends into crowds? <laughs> Is there like some kind of superhero that wears loads of disguises? What did Dark Man do? Did Dark Man wear disguises? I have no idea. I'll be like Dark Man. I haven't seen that film in a while. Yeah, no, you'd be going to jail. Probably, yeah. No probably about it. I get deported? Because I'm technically not a citizen. If I get arrested, would I? Oh, no, because I I didn't commit the crime in the U... Oh, no, they would deport me. Would they deport you or would they send you to prison? Oh, no, they send me to prison because I'm not illegal here. I'm legal. And if I committed a crime in the UK, they'd deport me back to the UK. Yeah. Since I commit the crime here, I would be going to prison prison. here. I wouldn't do well in prison. No, let's make sure you don't go to prison. We've been watching um we've been watching Mayor of Kingstown recently as well and there's mm-hmm. lots of uh prison uh goings on in that show. Mm-hmm. Not it, I wouldn't do well. I wouldn't even do well as a prison guard. Yeah. They've got it hard. Yeah. Like they have to do wild shit and like there's they get threatened and and like people are just like I'm going to shank you bitch. It's just I can live like that. Yeah, no. I'd, I'd be awake all night, scared for my livelihood. Yep. Livelihood, scared for my life. Yep. Yeah. Make sure you and don't go to prison. There's a scene where there's a there's a, a guy and he's gone to the ladies' prison, and a guard, not just a random guy. Sorry, a yes, guard. a guard. He's he's been transferred to the lady prison. It's no better there. They're setting him up for all kinds of. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, Mario Kingstown is a really good show, if anyone's interested. It is. Very good. Jeremy Renner. Poor Jeremy Renner. Hopefully, yeah. I hope he gets has a better. speedy recovery. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's taken a bit of a taking a bit of bump. A bit of a bump. A, a big old fucking bump. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, if no one knows, a snowboard. Run over by a snowcat. Rang over, yeah, a snowcat ran over his legs. Um, Chest so. and legs. Chest. Chest and legs? A, there is. There was like chest trauma in one of in a, uh, two articles. I oh, read. really? Jeez. Well, he had it rough. He definitely. Yeah. 
yeah, no good. So, um, yeah, speedy recovery to Jeremy Renner. Yes. Um, where were we? Um, oh fuck, where were we? Oh, Shantytown. Right, Shantytown. Yeah, shotguns. <laughs> so there's some sweet shotgun action, and basically there's a an action scene where the bad guys on the upper uh, floor of this like shack. And Donnie ends on the lower floor, and they're shooting through the seating and floor at each other. Right, I love a bit of that. I, I enjoy that quite a lot. And uh, then there's a, yeah, there's a there's a kind of uh, the, the the rest of his police team turn up, and there's a big shootout, lots of lots of brawls all over the place. Uh, Donnie End does one of the coolest things that you can imagine. There's lots of people with knives and machetes and and poles and pipes, and uh, he whips off his um, uh, bulletproof jacket. Or bulletproof vest, right? And he wraps it around his arm in order to like fend off the the blows of the uh, the uh, implements that they have, right? Sweet, it was cool. I like these, I like, I, I like the little touches. Little, there are little touches in this film. I have got a question for you, sir. So you've seen a lot of kung fu films now, mm-hmm. a fair few. Mm-hmm. Take Donnie Yen. Yes. Do you like Donnie Yen's old school stuff, or do you like Donnie Yen's new school stuff? And keep in mind, really, the only old school stuff you've seen isn't even that old. Oh, it is. We've seen two old school films with him. One, yeah. we saw... I, and I haven't seen... Hmm. hmm. We saw In the Line of Duty, which I don't know if you remember that one. I remember. We saw Iron Monkey. Right. Uh, and then we watched Ip Man 4. For the po- oh, you've seen all the Ip Mans, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I might have. This film's better than Ip Man 3 and 4. I don't know if it's better so... than Ip Man 2, though. I, I like I uh, I like some some Donnie and fisticuffs. I like when he's doing the kung fu's because he makes it look very nice. Okay. Um. So as far as that bit. Um, oh yeah, we watched Wu Jia and Kung Fu Jungle as well. Jesus, we've seen a whole bunch of Donnie Yen films. So in that regard, I like I like seeing his his fisticuffs. Is this a better movie There's than some of the fisticuffs in this film? Though. There is some fisticuffs, but I like a lot of fisticuffs. Okay, so you like his and, kind of. But is this pro? Is this the one of the best movies of his that I have seen? Yes. Okay. It's a better film. Okay. But yeah. Um. But I, I do like some Donnie Yen fisticuffs. All right. We will. We will get to it as well because we're going to discuss the final fight later. Because yeah, he, he makes stuff look good. Yeah, when when you first so it takes a little while to get to the shantytown fight in this film. Yeah, but when you get there and Donnie Yen first starts pulling out his kicks, he starts like hoofing people yep. left, right, and center. Hoofing uh, is the right word. At that point, I was just like, even though I've seen this film before, I was just like, oh yeah, this is flames. When Donnie Yen pulls it out, it's it's pull, when Donnie Yen pulls it out. <laughs> God, I didn't mean that. I mean when Donnie Yen pulls out the the footwork, the boot work. Yeah, it's it's a treat. Uh, he's what is he in this film? What fifty one? And he's still got legs. He's still, he can still hoof people. Yeah, he still move like anyone. He's, he's really, really good. He's, you know, he doesn't. I mean, he looks great. Yeah, yeah, for his age, I think he's fifty-one. He looks absolutely great. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's got still longevity in him to to keep going. And I think Donnie will be doing it when he's when he's sixty. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, Jackie Chan slowed down, obviously. Oh dear. Oh, am I wrong? Is he like 55? Mr. Donald Yen is currently a ripe old 59. He's 59 years old. The man is 59. So when this film came out, he was 57. He's turning He's turning 60 this year. His birthday is in July. God damn, he was 57 when this came out. My God, he looks incredible. 
then. <laughs> For a 57-year-old, he's sure. incredible. Later on, you see him like without his shirt on, and he's got like a like a vest on, or oh yeah, he's got the he's got the guns, tank top. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah, he looks welcome to the gun show. That's absolutely <laughs> welcome to the end show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he looks fantastic. Wow, I'm really surprised that he's that old. God damn! So he's not that younger than uh, than uh, uh, Jackie Chan. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yep. Turning 60 this year. Oh, he looks great. I wonder how old his wife is. I wonder how old Donnie Yen's wife is. She looks young. Do you want me to look? Yeah, go on. Look that up. Uh, if you don't know, Donnie Yen, whenever he posts something on Instagram, it doesn't matter what it is, he always tags his wife. It's always, her name on Instagram is Sweet Sill, and he tags it on absolutely everything. It's kind of cute and kind of sweet, because he'll post like a fight scene, and he'll be like, oh, from my new film, and he'll tag Sweet Sill. 41. Oh, she's significantly younger than him. Mm-hmm. She's almost 20 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. Born in 81. Wow. Wow. She's closer to my age than she is Donnie's. Yep. Yeah, she is basically our age. Yeah. You're 40, I'm 39. How dare you tell people my age. <laughs> wow. Donnie Ann looks better than me as well. <laughs> 10 years younger than him. 20 years. More than, yeah. Than More 20 than, years. Yeah. Jesus. Wild. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes this film even even more impressive because he really does pull out some like athletic feats in this film. There are certain stunts in this film as well that I know for a fact are done by a stuntman, but they splice it. They make it look like Donnie Yen does the stunt. It's very, very interesting. Which one? A whole bunch of them. Oh. There's that explosion later that throws him against the oh, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked like him, but it wasn't him. And by the way, that explosion against the wall, they cut that stunt. They, like, cut away from that. That stuntman landed on his head. Yep. I was looking at that, too. I was just like, that angle where he's coming down, that 100%, he was upside down. Yes. It did not look And I was just like, ooh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it did not look good at all. Um, So, yeah, Shantytown fight. So, he jumps out of a window. There's lots of, like, crashing through roofs. Um... Really, really good stuff. And then there's like a chase scene where he chases the bad guy and uh, they fall into essentially a sewer pipe, really. And they have a scuffle in the sewer pipe where they're like smashing bottles on each other's heads and strangling each other. He he tries to drown the bad guy. It's it's quite a varied little action scene. And then um, there's a moment where it it got, got Devin. She was, you were shocked. What happens to that bad guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't he, see that coming. Yeah, he gets, like, not just hit by a car, but run over by a car. Like, hit, Smushed. run over. Yeah, just, woof. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I mean, it looks great. Um, I, one of the Nicholas Chase henchmen is the one that crashes into right. him and kills him because right. he's set it all up. Uh, I don't know how he knew he was going to be at that point. At that yeah, moment. yeah, but I didn't. We'll forgive that. Didn't bother. Didn't yeah. bother me. I did think that too. I was like, "How did you know he was going to be there?" But anyway, regardless, like, and it wasn't just you know, so many like where like people get hit by a car, and you know, most of them, you know, they get hit by a car and die. It's just, but this one, it's just like he was like that dude was driving at full speed and yeah. launched this man, like came at this man full speed, yeah. tossed him. Like further out in front of him, and then and then drove right over him. Yeah, it's it's pretty grim. By the way, so 
There are moments in this film that, like, this film is fantastic. I, I, like I said, I love it. I really love it. And But there are moments in this film that, like, small, tiny things that I'm just like, eh, I shouldn't be in it. There's a moment where Nicholas Che is practicing Kung Fu, and he's, like, kicking this pillar. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But then there's a moment where he's doing sit-ups on a plank, and then he's, like, doing knife moves when he comes up from the sit-up. I thought You that didn't looked, like that? I thought that looked silly. <laughs> I was just like, why is he doing sit-ups and practicing that? It didn't, it didn't make any sense because they don't, they don't go together. Like, knife fighting and sit-ups, they, they, they don't work. I, it made no sense. How do you know? Because I'm a knife expert and I'm also a sit-up expert. Yeah, how do you know? I, I mean, when are you going to do a sit-up during Maybe a knife fight? Well, it, hey, he's working out. He's exercising. He's practicing. He's keeping himself sharp. He's right. uh, multitasking by exercising and working on his knife work. I got more stuff as well that kind of okay. stuck out. Go. Right. I got to say, right, meth, the drug meth, is not blue. It was only blue in Breaking Bad. That was the point, that they had blue meth. They created blue meth. Why is it blue in this film? Is it just people think it's blue now because of Breaking Bad? Maybe it took off. Maybe from Breaking Bad. Maybe uh, are you saying is... are you saying this shares a universe with Breaking Bad? <laughs> no, maybe it's a thing now. Maybe from the show, it became a real life thing. Blue meth. You think someone saw Breaking Bad and made blue meth? I don't know. You're sticking up for this film quite a lot. Which... <laughs> I don't know what meth looks like. I didn't know what it looked like before Breaking Bad. I don't know what it looks like now. It looks like crystals, crystal meth. It looks like glass uh, shards of glass. I think. I don't know. I've never done meth. I've never seen meth. Yeah, me neither. Are you Googling meth? Yeah. Right. FBI is going to come knocking on our door. <laughs> what does meth look like? Is it blue? You might need to I'm Google. I'm trying to figure out how to. Google crystal meth. To word it. Yeah. Don't Google just meth. You'll get pictures of Method Man from the Wu-Tang Clan. Just, uh, just do crystal okay. meth. All right. This is dead air, so I'm just going to. Sorry. Go. Sorry. Right. No, it's all right. It's all good. Um. There's also a scene where Donnie Yen... Actually, it's after this scene, right? He gets beaten up. The, the guy gets killed, gets killed by the car. Donnie Yen goes home, right? He's He's been beaten to shit. He's covered. There are in... some blue ones. Really? Mm-hmm. Are they not from Breaking Bad? Or are they actual pictures of meth? Do you know? These appear to be ones in Europe. Those Europeans. Fucking Europeans with their French meth. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'm wrong. If anyone out there does math, please let me know. Can it be blue? Anyway, he goes home. He's beaten up. He goes home, takes his shirt off, and he's in the mirror looking at himself. He pulls his pulls his tooth out. He's been. You know what I noticed? What? He's in the bathroom. Yeah. Do I noticed? What? The toilet seat was up. I saw that too. You noticed that too? I saw that too. So his wife's having an affair, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that or and because it's unlikely that she she's pregnant, right? You know that she's probably peeing peeing all the time, right? Yeah. So the fact that that toilet seat, that toilet lid is up, right? Someone else has been in. Something's going on. That is how he knows he's having his 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 wife's having an affair in what film? Uh, Last Boy Scout. That's how Bruce Willis finds out his wife's having an affair. He notices that the toilet seat's up. I don't know. Last Boy Scout, maybe. I think so. I think so. Don't remember that movie. It's good. We should watch it. It's really good. Damon Wayans, Halle Berry. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I recall some bits about it, but yeah, it's good. Shane Black. I love Shane Black. He's he very good. He's very good. Um, 
yeah, so that was just a thing that we obviously both noticed that the, the, the toilet seat was up. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is very interesting. Um, so I'm trying to think where it goes from there. So he finds that guy. Oh my god! We, we, literally, we literally just watched it. So we finished the movie, took a shower, and then set up and started recording. That's, yeah, that's literally the, the the progress of this day. How have we forgotten? I, I don't think there's an there's. A, I think this is a long film, and I think quite. It's either a case of like a lot goes on or nothing goes on in this film. There's like I feel like a lot goes on. Yeah, I, I trying I, to recall the order of things. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, so I I will I will jump ahead a little bit. Oh, like so the oh bat- I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. Okay, do you know it? N- probably not. So at the beginning when they had the mall shootout, uh, one of Nicholas Che's crew steals a watch off one of the drug dealers. He has a very nice watch. Right. So he steals it, and then he gives it to a girl. The, and then he finds out that the girl's cheating on him, and he murders the girl. But she's still wearing the watch. She's still wearing the watch. And he dumps her in the river or ocean, whatever it is, and then she washes up, the police find it, and then they're just like, we we tied it da- back to this person, and uh, they... So fu- we know that your crew is part of it. Well, they know that Nicholas Che's crew is part of it, and basically they, they plan to, to hunt down uh, the guy who killed the girl. And then we get our next action sequence, which is a nice little uh, automobile chase, mm-hmm. um, and then we get Nicholas Che doing some motorcycle hijinks. He's doing lots of stuff on the motorbike. So, but is that, that's after, is that before or after he's in the police, he goes to the police that's station? Before. Was, it, was that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, because they end up catching a, the other dude. Yeah. Right, right, right. You're absolutely right. And what my only, my, I have two beefs with that chase. Even though it kind of looks cool, I was just like, it just seems far too unbelievable. Um, the fact, oh. yeah, the one bit where uh, uh, Donnie Yen, he's driving a car, he runs it right into it's the worst bit. To, yeah, to Nick on a motorcycle, and somehow he it, he slams uh, Nick uh, on this motorcycle. He slams it uh, him on the motorcycle into like a railing, but somehow he's able to maneuver the motorcycle over this railing oh. and land on 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 both wheels and it can i just say it's also done with cgi so it looks it, very ropey yeah it looks sketchy and and i'm just like there's no way yeah he would have like flipped upside down and and i didn't like that i didn't like how that looked at all so there's two moments during this chase which is bad which are bad one is that moment because it's cgi it's bad it looks very strange and there's not a snowball chance in hell that that would happen no and then there's the moment where donnie saves the kid yes <laughs> which is prob- probably for me the worst moment in the film yeah so i can't even explain it his car is sliding towards this child like sideways Donnie Yen manages to step out of the driver's seat, runs up to a kid before the car hits him, picks the kid up, then jumps backwards onto the car's roof. Right. And that may sound cool, but when you see it in the film, it's like, Mm -mm. eh. Up until, yeah, up until that moment, like nothing, there was nothing in this movie that where anyone did anything Anything like that. Anything that was completely, like, unbelievable. Yeah. 
Um, so those two moments back to back, I was just like, nope, don't like that it. bit when he's riding alongside the car and they're fighting each other. That was cool. And he fucking elbows so, yeah, him. And that was cool. So Nick, Nick is is uh, on a motorcycle. Donnie Yen's in a car. Um, Nick pulls up to right up uh, next to Donnie Yen, and so they they're fighting through the window. So Nick on his motorcycle while you know driving, they're both physically moving, um, and they're fighting kind of through the window, and it was very cool. Uh, like. You could so you could do a, a fight scene where someone's on a motorcycle. It's probably been done in plenty of films. Motorcycle, some guys in the car, and you, you have a little scrap, and it could be the same shit that you've seen a million times before. The stuff they do in this film is very different. Yeah, like they're dodging each other's guns to start with, right? And then there's a brilliant bit where Donnie Yen's gun is on like the other side of the car, and he's leaning to get it, and then uh, Nicholas Che puts his hand through the back window and pulls him back, right. and he moves the chair back in right. order. Ah, oh, it's so good! It's so good. Yeah, like this, this film, it, it's the choreography is very, very, very modern, and oftentimes quite realistic. But when they add those little flares, it's so nice. It's, yeah, you can tell they've got some seriously like clever minds behind the fight choreography in this film. Yeah, that bit I did enjoy. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it just there's just two hiccups there, um, which is the uh, the 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 dodgy CGI bit, and then Donnie Yen's wild saving of a kid. Yeah, uh, kind of kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, how does that they capture those guys? How do they how do they get released? So what happens is so they capture one of Nick's uh crew. Um, and so they have him in interrogation. And so uh, Nick and the rest of his bad guys are just like, all right, um, we're going to go get our guy out of uh, yeah. the station. So basically, so all they really have is a the theory. They don't have any actual physical evidence that Nick and his crew are the bad guys. So they're just like, so as like, it's like a mind game to me. You've talked ahead a little bit. Have I? Then what, what part are you talking about? So the guy that they catch who goes, uh-huh. I was out on a jog. What are you talking about? I was jogging. Right. How does right. he get released? Because they had no evidence that he was doing anything okay. bad and they, they can only hold them for 48 hours. So they release him. Yeah. But remember, then Nicholas Che kills the the, the, the burnt face guy that yeah. murders the girl. Yeah. They don't know that though. But then Not he yet. goes to the police office. Yes. Police office? Police station. Yeah. We call it police office. Do we call it police office in the UK? Police station. No, I'm talking to Shai. Yeah, police we call it police station. station. What are you talking about? Police office. Oh, post office. That's what I'm thinking of. I get confused. Language is hard. What is it's very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, it's a station. Yes. Um. So all those seasons of line line of duty that we watched, you should know that. Yeah, line of duty. Come back. Give us a season eight. Great show. Great show, by the way. If no one's seen Line of Duty, it's a British cop show. It's only like six seasons, sorry, six episodes per season. It's fucking flames. Yeah, it is. It's hard to watch right now because you can only get it via fucking BritBox, a subscription to BritBox. I don't know who has that, but uh, it's a good show. Also, there's a really, really, really good show on Netflix that they never fucking made another season of, which is really frustrating. You know, a criminal. Yes. So good. Yeah, it's a show just it's just called Criminal, right? I literally I think there's only two seasons. Only two seasons. I mean, there's so there are multiple so uh, multiple countries have done their own versions, mm-hmm. but the the UK one. Oof. Can you explain given the concept of the show, just give them it very simple. Interrogation room. That's it. That's it. Every single episode is in an interrogation room. That's it. That's it. Where the police they have their suspect in the room and uh they are uh, they're just they're presenting their case, presenting their evidence, and getting this 
person to, unbeknownst to the suspect, getting them to trip up. Yep. And there's there's ha- Haley Atwell's in an episode. Michael, no, not Michael Sheen. David, David Tennant's Tennant. in an episode. Uh, lots of like famous faces you'll you'll recognize. Um, um, John Snow. John Kit, John Kit Snow. Harrington. Kit Harrington. Yeah. Is his is his first name? Do you think Kit? What do you think his first name is? I, I feel like it's it's probably Kit. It can't just be Kit. It must no? be short for something like Kitsridge. Kit is that a thing? No, I think I just made that up. It can't just be Kit. Oh, you are absolutely correct. Is it Kitteridge? No, it's Christopher. Oh. <laughs> I got excited then. I thought I'd made up a name and it's nailed it. Christopher. Christopher. I didn't know Kit was short for Christopher. Christopher Catesby Harrington. Catesby is his middle name. C-A-T-E-S-B-Y. Kate, or is that Catesby? I don't know. Catesby? How? That's a strange name. Yeah, Christopher Harrington. Kit? Kit Harrington. I think he took the name because he loved uh, Knight Rider. Oh yeah, good question. Uh, probably not. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Do you know what? That's that's something I hope they never. I know they did at some point, but I hope they never reboot it. No. Yeah, there was a re- there was yeah. a reboot. It doesn't work. A talking car these days. A Tesla is a fucking talking car. <laughs> like it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't work these days. It's. And how, like, what can a man and a car do? You can you can't have it like multiple seasons of a guy just an, and his car doing stuff. Apparently, you can. Or there, there was uh, no back in the eighties. You, you could. You could. Yeah. Know. You never know. They could step it up. Although I doubt it's like a were, James Bond car. I doubt there were many seasons of of Knight Rider. I think there were a lot of seasons of A Team. I don't think there were many of of Knight Rider. Let's see. Which is better, Knight Rider or A Team? Uh, I will be honest. I didn't watch either. Excuse me. There were four seasons of Knight Rider. It's not not many. How many of eighteen? Yeah. I reckon there was five, six of the eighteen. Five. Five. Okay. Neck Only one more. Okay. One additional. God damn it! The eighteen ran for five seasons. They just turned <laughs> up, bananas. did some shit. Right. <laughs> you just turn up and... Yeah. Just turn up, did some shit, then left some in, shit in their big black van. Yeah. Never killed anyone. Right. That was the whole thing. The A-Team never killed anyone. They just fucked some shit up. They shot people, never killed them, though. Oh, okay. Or, like, shotguns at things. It would explode, but the bad guys would never die. That was, like, whole the whole conceit of the show, that no one ever died. You can use a shotgun and just start spraying around the people and just be lucky enough to. Not. Yeah, exactly. They were just it was it was very strange. And then fucking uh, Mr. T or B. A. Baracus mm-hmm. would get locked in a tool shed, and then he would invent like something that would like that he would you know he would make a, a tractor with blades on it and a, a battery. Was that, that wait? Shit. Was that was that really uh, him or was that one of the other ones? I thought that was one of the other ones. No, I thought it was B. A. That did that. Oh, I don't know. Was it Murdoch? I thought it was Murdoch who did all that shit. So Face Man was the uh, ladies' man, right? He was the ladies' man. Hannibal had loads of disguises. Oh, I could have used him le- earlier. He was the leader. When I said blend into a crowd, I could have used Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah, he was the leader. Uh, smoked cigars, had uh, mm-hmm. had uh, disguises. Um, B.A. Baracus was obviously the fucking muscle. Right. I'm sure he did all the... I, th- I thought that was Murdoch. Oh, what did Murdoch do? Murdoch. I don't know. Maybe he was the machine guy. Yeah. Didn't they randomly have some like Hispanic guy with them at some point as well? Oh, I don't but know. He never really became a fundamental part of the team. So make no mistake about it, my knowledge is from the the uh movie that came out. 
with Liam Neeson. Oh, Bradley what are you talking about? I never watched the show. Rampage Jackson as Mr. T, uh, as B.A. Baracus. Do you know the A-Team theme tune? Yeah. Can you do it? No. Why? Like, I know it when I hear it, but I can't, like, off the top of my head. Um, Are you looking up some A-Team facts? I am. You got anything juicy? I'm trying to I'm trying to find where it'll like where it tells you like who did what. How old is Mr. T, do you think? Now. He must be in oh. the seventies, right? Yeah. He still looks the same as well. Gotta be. I pity the fool. <laughs> and what was what was uh What's his real name? Mr. T. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's Lawrence uh how do you Excuse how do you... me? Mr. T's real name is Lawrence. Lawrence Tessord. it's probably Tussaud. It's probably French. There's no S in that. Oh, isn't there? No. Wait. That's, a, that's an R. Oh, Turo? Turod. Turod? T-U-R-E-A-U-D. His name's Lawrence. His name is Lawrence. That's very upsetting. Why is he called Mr. T? And he is 70, because Mr. T. His last name starts with a T. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yes, his last uh, name, his last name begins with a T. Do you know why he was called B.A. Baracus? Do you know what B.A. stood for? No, I don't remember. I think it wasn't it badass. Oh, badass Baracus. Uh, or oh, bad attitude. Some people said bad attitude, I think. Let me see. Should be badass. Badass Baracus. <laughs> Where did Baracus come from? That's a wild name as well. Yeah. I wish my name was Sean Baracus. Yep. B-A, bad attitude Baracus. Oh, bad attitude. Bosco, B-A, or bad attitude Baracus. Oh, his name is Bosco? Apparently. His name is Bosco Baracus? Bosco Baracus. God damn, that's, that's a, a great name. That's a hell of a name. That's a great name. Bosco Baracus. Bosco Baracus. If I could change my name to anything, I'd change it to Bosco Baracus. <laughs> Isn't Baraka a name of a Mortal Kombat character as well? You're asking the wrong person. I'm not Bosco Baracus. Nice. Yeah, the the um the film wasn't very good, the the re reboot. No, it was not. No. Not great. Which Charlto Copley is a... Uh, Correct, is Murdoch. Murdoch, yeah. Bradley Cooper was Face, Hannibal. Is it Face or Face Man? Face, um, it's referred to as both. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then a good old Liam Neeson is Hannibal. Liam Neeson, he's got a particular set of skills. That's right. He was a good choice for Hannibal, though. Yeah. Liam Neeson's pretty solid. Yeah. So, what, uh, Mr. T's only 70? Mm-hmm. Do you think Liam Neeson's older than Mr. T? No. You don't think Liam Neeson's 70? No, no, I don't think so. Probably not. Mid sixties. God damn it! We're looking at all sorts of ages. My goodness. Yeah. All these legends. Oh, he can't be seventy, Liam Neeson. No. 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 Sixty. I'm going for sixty-six. Oh, is he like (laughs) seventy-eight? He's fucking seventy. Is he? Yes. Liam Neeson seventy, and he's still karate chopping people in the neck. Liam, Mr. Liam Neeson. Is 70 years old. Liam Neeson is older than Jackie Chan. <laughs> Bananas. That's crazy. Oh my word. He's still a- then again, I couldn't name Liam Neeson's last three films. They're all oh, like yeah. The Postman and The, the, yeah, the probably like Truck straight, Driver. Yeah, like straight to DVD or something. Yeah, some of them are meant to be quite good though. You I think? Bought- oh, apparently there's one from... There's two that came out in uh, last year. One. One called Memory. Yes, I, I, that's on he's HBO or something gun. now. He's holding course, a gun in it. He's holding a gun. Oh, he's holding a gun in this other one too. Another one called Black Light. Black Light. 
There you go. Yeah. Liam Neeson's still going out. Still, They should make Taken... How many did they make? Three. They should make Taken four. Liam Neeson at 70, just judo-throwing people. <laughs> You'll love to see it. <laughs> Crazy. He's 70. I bought uh, Walk Among the Tombstones a while good. ago. I'd that's like to watch movie. that again. Is, is it Walk Among the Tombstones or is it Run All Night that's good? I think I bought them both. I think they're both good. Are they? <clears throat> There's another one. One of them is with his son, right? Yes. Keep, and I don't remember which one's I which. I think that's Run All Night. That's Run All Night. Yeah. I can't remember what Walk Among the Tombstones was about, but Me I, I do want to watch it again at some point. But I, 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 I think it's good. I recall. But no, don't get me lying, because I don't genuinely don't remember a thing about it. Once I start watching it, it will probably come back to the me. The good thing about Liam Neeson is everyone respects him. And even when he came out as a filthy racist, everyone was just like, nah, it's Liam Neeson. Let's forgive him. And it's his his racist past has kind of fallen by the wayside, which is really interesting, I think. Because it wasn't it wasn't anything recent. It was like born before. Yeah, it's it's a Mark Wahlberg thing, right? Where they were both racist like forty years ago, and uh, everyone's forgiven them. Okay, yeah, Run All Night is the one with his kid. Um, yeah, with his son. Did Mark Wahlberg give a Vietnamese boy like brain damage though? I don't know. Mark Wahlberg's converted to like uh, Christianity, and he only wants to do religious films going forward. Oh yeah, he's like super Catholic. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I don't think no, I don't think he's converted to Christianity. I think, given you know he's Irish in Boston, I think he was probably always like he's always been Catholic, but now he's like super Catholic. I'm gonna ask a stupid question. Yeah, baby. Is Mark Wahlberg actually from Boston, or does he just pretend to be Boston? Oh, I assumed he was straight from Boston. Straight out of Boston. Crazy motherfucker named Wahlberg. <laughs> I didn't know he was, I didn't think he was from Boston. I thought he just pretended in films. Boston. Which part of the boo boo? Huh? Born in Boston. Was says. he? That's what Wikipedia says. Okay. Wikipedia's always right. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Wikipedia is always right. Yeah. Um, we've gone on quite a tangent. We have, yeah. We've gone very off topic. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Irish, Catholic. Liam Neeson, Irish, probably Catholic. Interesting. So, Nicholas Che kills the guy that murdered the girl who he gave the watch. Stabs him in the neck. Yeah, so his crew member. Because he's messed up, like, twice. So it was in the beginning where he was in charge of, like, their, like, walkie-talkies and they didn't work. Yes. And he got mad about that. And then, so this time, yeah. So the police got onto them because this crew crew member of his ended up killing his girlfriend and they were able to trace her back to them. So he was just like, all right, you're done. And, yeah, stabbed him in the neck and killed him. Stabs him in the neck with a... Balasong, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Nicholas Che has two Balasongs because um, he fights Donnie Yen with them at the end. You may know them as butterfly knives. Oh, those guys. Yes. They're known as Balasongs. I don't know where the word originates from, though. Balasongs, a song, song, song. <laughs> like that? <laughs> Meh. What color hair did Cisco have? In that video? Yes. Silver. What color did. Cisco say his hair was. I don't remember. He said it was platinum, baby. Oh right. Yeah, good old Cisco. Uh, yeah, so he kills the guy, and then his entire crew walk into the police office and say, 
You did that on purpose, right? Of course I did, yeah. Okay, good. They walk into the police office and they, they, they throw their hands up and they're like, we're here to report our missing friend, which is the guy he's just... Knowing killed. full well that the police have him in custody. Yes. But... No. Yeah, they have, They know that. Have who in custody? Their friend. The one who they claim... You've got this oh! very confused. You have this... They're referring very... to the guy that they killed. Yes. Oh, that makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. Oh, my bad. Yes. They go and report the guy that's dead, and they're like, he's missing. So I took it as, you know, obviously, so I took it as, hey, we're, we've done nothing wrong. Why would we, why, um... Why would we be running from the police? We have no reason to run from the police. We haven't done anything wrong. So it's like they're. So I thought they were playing ignorant as no. to the fact that their buddy was there. No, because they're not. Oh, okay. if anything, they're rubbing it in. They're going, "Hey, our crew member's missing." And Donnie Anne's probably like, oh, they, "They probably killed him," but they're like, "No, he's missing." We're this is a missing persons case. So okay, Donnie and his crew are like, "Well, these guys have fucking done it. Let's fucking." Uh, keep him in here and get some evidence that they've killed someone and they can only hold them for 48 hours without any evidence and this whole crew sits there for 48 hours right there's a great moment where Donnie Yen and Nicholas Che are in the room together and an uh, interrogation room together and they're going back and forth it's a really tense moment one of the mm-hmm. best moments in the film uh, as, as far as drama goes Donnie Yen smashes the camera up and so there's there's like no no witnesses or no evidence as to what's going on, and they have this great exchange. It's really really fucking good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then what happens is, uh, uh, this is hard to explain. The guy in the flashback, the police chief that tells them to interrogate the guy that they end up killing, they end up kidnapping him. And sending him into Donnie Yen's wife's school. She's a teacher. She teaches dance with a bomb around his neck. Right. Uh, he goes in and he handcuffs himself to Donnie Yen's wife. And it's just like, you need to get Donnie here right away. Right. Uh, Donnie Yen goes there and finds out that the the bomb is linked to the guy's pulse. It will only st- The countdown will only stop if the guy's pulse stops. So they have to kill him in order to save Donnie Yen's wife. And in the meantime, like the, the police chief, he confesses. Yes. Because you see in the flashback that he, like during the um, the bad guys, like Nicola, uh, Nick's trial, he was just like, you know, I told them to solve this case quickly, but he never said anything about, you know, Killing. Giving them the free reign of like uh, using like excessive force or anything like that. Yep. So with this bomb strapped around his neck, he confesses. Like he did tell them that um, to uh, catch this guy by any means necessary to do whatever it takes, and that he would back them up. And he was apologizing, and he was just like, you know, he's ashamed of himself. You know, he told them to do this, and then he went back on what he said and uh, helped send these guys to jail. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, with him uh, handcuffed to Donnie Yen's wife, there's some like there's a bit of a, a, a conundrum that he has. Like, how how do they get out of that situation? And the bomb squad come in, and Donnie Yen starts fucking shooting at the bomb squad, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, because the bombs they want to. I forget what they wanted to do. 
I don't know, really. Um, I don't know if they. W- I don't remember what they were trying to come in to do. If they were going to try to defuse the bomb or or what their plan was, but he, um, but he ended up shooting at them to to keep them back. Yeah. Uh, you know, to try to protect his wife. And um, long story short, the guy gets killed. Yeah. Uh, the- I think Donnie, he refused to kill him. He was going to try to like defuse the bomb himself, but instead the po- the police the guy in charge he was just like man just fucking kill him and so they shot him yes so donnie saves his wife although the bomb does go off right but then nick was just like ha ha yeah don't get off that easily triggered the bomb again and it does go off but donnie saves his missus yes then we get the fucking bit in the film that i really didn't like so he shot the bomb disposal team. The uh, internal affairs come in, and they're like, oh, "We're gonna, bit. we're gonna arrest you, Donnie Yen, for shooting at for the shooting police, which is fine, squad. which makes perfect sense." He, he shot at fellow police officers. He needs to get arrested. Didn't and, kill anyone because no. they had their shields and stuff. But yeah, but he shot at them. And here comes the worst bit. Donnie Yen gets arrested, and he has to go before before a panel of. Judges, internal affair, internal affair people, including a cameo from Simon Yam. Simon Yam says about three words in this film, um, but he's he's in it for some reason. And uh, this is a five minute scene of Donnie Yen just going, "Police are great. Police are good. Policemen uh, sacrifice their lives. Policemen uphold the law and do the best thing in the world. They are great." It's just this fucking. Seeing it's just it's just a monologue of Donnie Yen talking nicely about police officers. It's uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Begins with a P. Why can't I think of a word? Pandering? No, not what it is. Pandering. Yes. Um. Oh my God. Uh, Nazis used to give it out. Uh, support the Nazis. What the hell? Pa pa. You talking about pamphlets or no? no? You said no. Oh my god! No. Why is the word got? There's so many people shouting that propaganda. Uh, so it, it's it's a bunch of propaganda for police. It's just like it's basically Don Donnie Yen looking at the screen, going, "Hey, when you grow up, kids, you should want to be a police officer." Very dodgy. I didn't care for it at all. Yeah, it was um, kind of because it it's it's kind of pointless. Um, but Simon Yam goes, "Hey, we're gonna postpone your trial, so you've got 24 hours of being a policeman left." Go forth hours and catch him. Go forth and do what you do. In the meantime, Nicholas Che and his team have been released from prison. They roll up on Ken Lowe. Everyone should know Ken Lowe. He's one of the bad guys from Drunken Master 2, the one who does all the crazy kicks. Ken Lowe has got a heist that he wants them to do. And he's like, I've got the blueprints for this bank. Roll up to my crib, and I'll tell you all about it. They roll up in his crib after they've been like held for 48 hours. And Ken Lowe goes, surprise, bitch. I don't want you to do the heist anymore. There's too much heat on you. Yes, I've got another crew that want to do it. And then there's a two-minute action sequence. Nicholas, not okay with that. Not okay. And causes some serious damage. Yes, he does. That's that's. I really like that scene. There's some good knife work. He slices Ken Lowe up. Mm-hmm. Um, some really really nice moves in that. There, there's um. Oh my god, there was one move that I really liked, and I can't remember it. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. But um, yeah, lots of like stylish. Like some guy gets thrown out a window. Lots of like, um. Like, they grab someone else's arm that's holding a gun, they twist the arm, they shoot someone else with the gun. Lots of good stuff like that. Um, like I said, the action in this is is very modern and very, like, scrappy, 
but at times very complex. Just really great to look at. And it's a short sequence that, but um, it's really really nice. Ken Lo, yeah, gets it, gets it pretty badly. They take his blueprints and then they it, they plant their own blueprints on Ken Lo, so that when the police find track. them, yeah, they'll think that they're robbing a different bank. They actually think they're robbing armored trucks. Um, so they escape. And then we kind of get the final throwdown, which is uh, the police roll up at the wrong bank. And then Donnie Yen says, it's not going to go down in this bank. It's going to go down in the bank that the guy they originally kidnapped and saved years ago owns. Right. Yes. Uh, You don't really need to know much about that. That is true. They, they, yes, they robbed that bank. Get in there. The guy that, the guy that, uh, uh, um, Nicholas went went to prison for for using excessive force and killing that man. The guy who he got who he killed to get information for the rich man who was kidnapped. And that rich man owns the bank. And that rich man owns the bank. And that oh, that rich man also testified uh, against them in their in yes. their trial. It sounds way more convoluted than we're making it out to be because it's not that convoluted. No, yeah, we're making it sound yeah, more complicated we make it sound than way it actually worse. was. Um, but yeah, but so it's his bank that they go to rob. They end up killing him in the process. Yep. Uh, got lots of money, but then Donnie Yen, you know, he uh, catches them right as they're leaving. A chase ensues, and then a big old shootout. Uh, fucking one of the best shootouts in recent memory for me. Um, I think so. A lot of people compare it to the shootout in the street in Heat, I'll go one step further. I feel like it's almost like the end of Den of Thieves. Remember the ending of Den of Thieves? Yeah, also a very good movie. Oh, Den of Thieves is a treat. Yeah. Great film. Den you want to see you want to see one of Gerard Butler's best films? Yeah. Seek out Den of Thieves. That and um what's the what's the what's the cop one with uh Grillo? Excuse me. Okay, oh, uh, uh, cop shop. Cop shop, that's what it's called. That's yeah. That's a good film. Cop shop is I've good. Got too. That. I've got that. Yeah. Yeah, Cop Shop was solid. Um yeah, but uh, Den of Thieves is really, really good. It's got the guy who played Master Chief in uh, Halo in it, and it's also got uh, Ice Cube's son in it. Oh, yes. Yeah, you forgot about him? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, they're making a Den of Thieves 2, did you know that? No, I didn't. It's due out this year. Interesting. I don't know if it's the same director. I don't know if it's the same cast. I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I know it's like Den of Thieves 2 Whirlwind or something. I don't know. It's got, <laughs> it's got, it's got, some, it's got some weird fucking uh, subtitle on it. But uh, We'll see. See if it's any good. I'll watch it. Yeah. I kind of want to watch that new Gerard Butler film. You know the one that's getting advertised? Oh, him on? with the... It's with called Plane. Yeah. I, didn't, I haven't really watched the trailer. It looks cheesy and slightly bad. It looks great. It's, it looks great, but it looks like it's a B movie that no one will watch. Yeah. That's sad. Because I actually think it looks solid. Um, but I just think it's a film that no one will watch. Um, which is Jared Butler at one point when when three hundred came out, he was the hottest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. And now he's kind of he's had a few missteps. Although another good film that he's in, if anyone's interested, there is a film. It's not even an action film. It's a film called Greenland. What's it called? Greenland. Yes, Greenland. Very that was, good. That was good. Yeah, it's like a. It's almost like an apocalyptic film. I say it is an apocalyptic film, but it's like a. It's not like Geostorm. And it's not like uh, 2012. Isn't he in Geostorm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Moonstruck? Moon. Moonfall? Moonfall. It's not like Moonfall. It's like a serious drama uh, mm-hmm. about the uh, the end of the world. It's really fucking good. Really, really good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one quite a lot. Um, Jared Butler, come back to us. 
What are you doing? So you, so you, so you head out. Although this plane could be good. Um, I did hope I, I, I put this on Twitter. A little part of me when they when the plane trailer hit, a little part of me did want Gerard Butler's character to be called Mike Plane. Oh dear. Yeah, I wanted it to be one of those. I, I kind of like that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Sorry. Remember when? Did you used to think this that uh, the Human Torch was called Johnny Flame? No, he was no. Someone did. Someone I used to know always used to think he was name was Johnny Flame. Johnny Storm. No. Yeah, it's Johnny Storm. Yeah. His sister is Sue Storm. And this. So yeah, and he's Johnny Storm. Although she know. takes Reed Richards' name and becomes Sue right, Richards. Right, but no, it was no. I never thought that his name was Johnny Storm. He ben was, Grimm's a good name. Ben Grimm is a That's good a name. That's a good one. That's not as good as uh, Bosco Baracus, <laughs> but uh, Ben Grimm's a, a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the shootout in the street is is it's just fantastic. It's literally a fucking hail of bullets. Yep, some cops get shot. Some poor innocent civilians get oh, shot. Oh yeah. Um, some bad guys get killed. Lots of practical uh, gunshots going off as well. Like lots of windows going do, 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 exploding, like yeah. shattering. Lots of cars. Lots of like bullets bouncing off cars. People getting hit. It's it's really good. If 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 anything, if you don't want to watch raging fire, just look up the last like twenty minutes. Um, well worth it. And uh, the grenades come out. There's lots of explosions. Donnie's getting hit. People are getting hit. Yep, it's good stuff. Um, basically, it's just uh, the shootout. Just it's kind of standard. It's there's nothing special about it. It's just people shooting at each other, and the bad guys ultimately get hit. There is a cool bit with a guy with a grenade on a on a bus. Um, yeah, he gets he gets the shitty end of the stick. Yeah, the bad guy. Um, yeah, he's on a bus with some civilians. He has a grenade. He's holding a little girl hostage. He pulls the pin and he's holding it. Uh, the guy, the cop, uh, tackles him. The bad guy drops the grenade, and so he pushes the bad guy on top of the grenade. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No good. It goes off. Yeah. Um, all the bad guys, I mean, this is a spoiler, but if you've gotten this far, I assume you don't mind us spoiling the film. Yeah, I would assume so. All the bad guys get killed, apart from Nicholas J, who ends up in a church with Donnie Yen. And a fight ensues. Let's talk about the fight, Devin. Very good. How did you feel about it? You like that one? Enjoyed it. Very much so. Bit too short though, isn't it? I don't think okay? so. No? I thought it was a decent... I thought it was a fine length of Maybe time. Maybe it's me. I wanted a bit more. Not oh overly long. Not short. So, I will say one thing. It starts off with um, uh, Nicholas Che using his uh, twin butterfly knives... Uh, against Donnie. Donnie has a extendable baton. The first the first minute and 30 seconds is the baton against knives and it's not good. I don't like the choreography during that because it's just them waving it around and it doesn't look great. As soon as the knives get dropped and the baton gets dropped, it gets sp- sp- spicy. Yeah. It gets really fucking good. I would agree. Donnie's using his legs. He's hoofing again. Yep. He's uh, and then uh, there's some really nice throws, and it looks like, quite frankly, it looks like people are getting hurt. Yeah, some there, very good exchanges. There are some painful moves. Nicholas Che like throws Donnie out of a window, or like pushes him, smashes him through a window. Um, uh, Donnie does a flying kick, a double flying kick, and just boots him through a 
wall basically some really really good stuff and then you get some handwork some proper like hand-to-hand fisticuffs mm-hmm. so good so good i'm not saying this uh fight scene is as good as like the one in flashpoint i don't know if i don't know if the, okay so the fight scene in flashpoint i'm gonna say no okay you've seen the flashpoint one you like yeah you've showed it to me okay the fight in flashpoint everyone says is maybe some people say it's the greatest martial arts fight scene of all time right my opinion, it's not the greatest martial arts fight scene of all time. In my opinion, it's not even the best on the yen fight scene of all time. Um, there's probably so many people listening to this now that go, <gasps> what? I can't tell you what the best on the yen fight scene is of all time, but it's it's not that one. It's great. It's great. It's very, very good. But it's not. I don't think it's my favorite. I think there's better. But Raging Fire is up there good. with Flashpoint. I think it's very, very good. And Sharpo Lang as well against Sammo Hung. I don't think you've seen that one. It's really good. Um, I don't know what you're referring to. Yeah, there's a film called Sharpo Lang or SPL or Kill Zone. No, ba- I have not. Basically, Donnie Yen fights Sammo Hung at the end, but Sammo Hung's like in this film is like 62, and he move. He's just amazing in it, and it just have they have an amazing scrap. It's really really good. Nice. Um, very modern. Very lots of throws, lots of judo throws. Uh, but Raging Fire is up there because I like the variety in it. It goes knives, baton, empty hands, and kicks, and then. Nicholas Che picks up a goddamn sledgehammer and starts wrecking shop. Yeah. Um, Dottie Ann picks up a pipe or a pole. Uh, there's some nifty uh, pole work and they go against each other. Um, lots of lots of injuries. Lots of grim injuries. Yep. Um, Donnie gets poked in the eye. Um, and a screwdriver through his hand. It's a screwdriver through the hand. And then there's the one that made you go, oh, which you didn't like. And that's Nicholas Che's arm. Oh, yeah. Donnie Ann broke his arm. After Nicholas Chain's arm gets broken, they don't do what every other film does, and that is his arm gets broken, and that's it. it he just oh yeah, no, nope. <laughs> see it hanging like in a it in a flops. awkward <laughs> angle, yeah. and it's not doesn't like, look nice. Yeah, it goes all floppy at the elbow. It's kind of gross. Yeah, it is very gross. Um, but it's it's great. That's the way broken arm should be, and they do it really really well. Um, then once Nicholas Chain has his arm broken, there's not much he can do. The police come in and use their, uh, what do you call those? Red beam laser things, and they all point at him. What do you call them? Um, gun, gun beams. I mean, gun beams. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call like, them? Ta- like, um, are they like just like Target? or um, What are they called? What do they call them? You know, I don't know. They're like laser pointers for guns. Right. 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 Well, if anyone knows what they call them, if, is anyone is anyone in tactical ops out there? What do you call those? What are those things called? Yeah. Anyway, a bunch of them shine on Nicholas Chen. It's just like if you move, you're gonna die. Donnie Yang gets up, uh, walks out. Nicholas Chen has a bit of a monologue where he kind of complains about how shit. Uh, would have been different if Donnie Yen ended up going to the crime scene where he killed the guy and then Nicholas Che went to the other guy. Um, and then he kills himself. Yeah. He jumps on a, like, not spike, but a jutting piece of metal. Yeah. And it pokes him through the chest and he yeah. dies. Yeah. And do you know what I like about this film as well? That ending? Crisp. It ends right away. Donnie Yen walks out of that church. Bish, bash, bosh. Done. You don't get an extra scene where it's like Donnie Yen meeting his cop friends and being like, you've done it, high five, yeah. or like any bullshit <laughs> like that. It, it is done. Yeah. And then it's like, rest in peace, Benny Chan, which is nice. It says, rest in peace to our director, Benny Chan. Sweet, great ending, lovely stuff. 
good fucking film. It is a good film. Good film. I, I liked it way more this time around. Um, I, I'm actually thankful that we did it for the podcast because I think I will admit, maybe watching it the first time around, I was guilty of what I am guilty of a lot of the time. Maybe I looked at my phone. Not maybe paying Maybe I fannied around a yeah. little bit. Um, but this time, I was fucking just zeroed in on it. Loved every single minute of it. I would give this film, I don't know, star, when it comes to stars, like letterbox stars, I give this film high stars. Oh, yeah? I don't know if I'd give it four or four and a half. Yeah, you I haven't it, decided you give it yet. A goddamn three, because you give everything a three. If Devin loves a film more than anything in the world, she'll give it a three. Not true. It's true. Go high. It all depends. Not often. It all depends. You gave Marcel the shell with shoes on four. Yeah. I don't think you've ever given anything a five. I have plenty of fives. Thank you very much. Name one film that you've given five to. Oh, the Batman, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Name another. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Off the top of my head. Exactly. Let me look. I'll look. Yeah, look at another five. I sound very aggressive right now. You do I, sound I know, very I'm not being aggressive. aggressive at all. I'm just interested. You, you you do give a lot of films three, though. Even good films. You'll leave the theater and be like, oh, that was good. I'll give it a three. But because also um, I... It might be good, but then also a part of me is just and a, a part of my rating system is would I watch you again? Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. How do I sort these fuckers by rating? Oh, Jesus. I hate Letterbox. <laughs> I don't know. Can you do it? Uh Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Um, what did you give five? Oh, rated. Oh, no. You okay? You okay, Grandma? Yeah, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, you're rating highest first. There we go. Yeah, go on. Um, so the Batman got a five. Uh, was that? Oh, oh, so that's oh, so I have to go through all my lists. All right, so in 2022, apparently I only gave one movie <laughs> a five. Batman and only See? the Batman. See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's crazy. <laughs> Let's see. What about 2021? Only the Batman. Only the five. Batman, apparently. Then there's there's some four and a half. No, where's another five? That was it, I guess. Uh, so 2021, the harder they fall. You gave five to that? I did. Oh, nice. I really that liked it. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I want to watch it again. Spider-Man No Way Home. You gave five? I gave a five. Okay. All right. All right. You do give fives. Okay, that was it. Then Just I, those two. I feel like I have a lot of four and a halves. It's five I'm talking about. See, you struggle to give yeah. films fives. Because then, yeah, that everything about it clicked. Literally everything. It was not only very good, I really enjoyed it, and I would 100% watch it again. I don't think I'd give No Way Home a five. That's just me. I don't think I gave Heart of the Fall either a five, which now that I think about it, I'm probably wrong. Yeah, the movie is... But I do want to watch that film again. The Bomb Diggity. It's long, though, that film. The harder they fall? Yeah. I looked at uh, Netflix. It's like two hours, 15 minutes long or 20 minutes long. Oh, I didn't think it felt long. It didn't. But I looked the other day. I was just like, Jesus, I do want to watch it though. Yeah. Um, yeah. If no one's seen Harder They Fall, it's a black western. A Netflix. Bl- a blessed, if you will. And it's... Uh, the bomb diggity. It's very good. It's very good. It's got that dude in it who's blowing up now. Jonathan Majors. That's right. He's getting very popular. Um... You want to answer some listener questions? Sure. All right. Okay. Let's go for K 
Cash Jaber. Cash Jaber messages and says, my question for the episode, what are each of your... Well, this ties into what we were just talking about. What are each of your top three favorite directors? He says mine are James Cameron, John Woo, and George Lucas. How are you going to say George Lucas is your favorite director? I'm not I'm not making fun of you or anything, but George Lucas has basically only directed like Star Wars films, and some of them are shite. What else did George Lucas direct? Oh, did he do an Indiana Jones? I don't know. Um, I mean, you must be a big fan of the Star Wars films. I don't know if I have a favorite. I guess if I had, if I was forced to, I guess James Gunn. Oh, okay. That's an interesting one. Um, Got no others? Let's say Spielberg because he's done a lot of good movies. Spielberg is an obvious choice. Spielberg is... Uh, even with with Spielberg's shite films, he's got more good ones than shite films. Yeah. If you go through his fucking films, he has so many gems, it's unbelievable. Yeah. People forget about films like Munich. That's a Spielberg film. Oh, is it? Munich's incredible. And, um... I guess Tarantino. Okay, so George Lucas basically only did, when it comes to good films, his only good films were the Star Wars films. <laughs> But if you're a massive Star Wars film uh, fan, then obviously you're going to say Star Wars films. Quentin Tarantino, yeah, yeah, he doesn't doesn't really doesn't really have many missteps, does he? No, he has a lot of good ones. Yeah, I think he only has, in my opinion, he only has two that aren't that good, and that is Jackie Brown. Never saw. And I did not. I I watched it again, and I still don't like as much as most people. Once upon a time in Chi- uh, China, <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood, didn't care for it. Still don't love it. I watched it a second time and still didn't love it. My favorite directors are Paul Thomas Anderson. He is my all-time favorite. Um, definitely. Um, I think there will be blood. Boogie Nights, The Master. Magnolia, those four alone make him an absolute fucking genius. Um, another of my favorites would be. I would put him. I know he's had a few missteps as well, but when Scorsese's good, Scorsese's good. Sure. I mean, he is he is tip top, and uh, just when you think that he's he's not doing great, he's still pull. I mean, even recently, Wolf of Wall Street and The Irishman. Irishman, Irishman, <laughs> they're all all fantastic. Um, so Scorsese's up there for me, and um, you know, I don't love all of his films, but when he's good, I do love a bit of Sam Raimi. Okay. Although I did watch Army of Darkness recently, and I thought it was shit. I didn't like it at all, which is really weird because he's a zombie one. Wait, is that Netflix zombie one? No, Army of Darkness. Not Army of the Dead. Oh. Yeah, Army of Darkness, the Sam Raimi film. The third Evil Dead film. Oh, yeah. And I'm actually searching for someone on um, on uh, IMDb right now because I don't know how many films this guy's directed. Give me a second to, to, to look him up. Uh, okay. Because he, pew, could, pew, he pew, could be one of my favorites. Okay, definitely one of my favorites. Okay. Christopher McQuarrie has directed four films. The Way of the Gun, which is fucking amazing. The first Jack Reacher film, 
which is amazing. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Mission Impossible Fallout. There's mm. four fantastic films. So What's Mc- the way they go? Uh, Ryan Felipe and Benicio Del Toro. Oh. Yeah. Have I seen that? I think you've seen it. I don't remember a single thing about it. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I don't know if he'd be one of my favorites. So I would say, yeah, uh, Paul Paul Thomas Anderson's definitely my favorite. Scorsese's my second favorite, probably. And then I don't know who would be my third favorite. Um, I'm struggling, really. Um, not Raimi. I don't think Raimi would be my third favorite. I think there's one uh, one ahead of him. But I'm looking at my... Uh, I'm looking at my movie collection now. Lucho Fall. Oh, there we go. David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg would be my third favorite. I've been on a Cronenberg kick recently. And even though his films are batshit crazy and very weird and gross, um, I do love Cronenberg. So, yes, that's good. That's a good. Paul Thomas Anderson, Scorsese, and David Cronenberg. Okay. And uh, I'm kind of glad that Cyrus isn't here for that question because he definitely does not have a favorite director. No, he doesn't. No. He barely has a favorite film. It's true. <laughs> Rama asks. Rama. Podcast question. You can answer this individually or collectively. We're doing it individually. If you were casting the third Knives Out film, who would you have in it? Six to seven peeps. Got to do it like a fantasy league style, so you can't just have six huge names in there. An award winner or two, a box office draw, maybe a couple of slashies, meaning a slash singer slash wrestler, like in Glass Onion, maybe a TV star, a B-movie star, etc. Devin, have you got your Knives Out 3? Yes, so luckily Sean gave me this question in advance. I did. So I could have a think about it. So I chose six. And my six are Kate Blanchett. Nice. Jonathan Majors. Since we literally were just talking about him and he's appearing now in yeah. everything. So new guy who's blowing up. Yep. Uh, Mr. Ryan Gosling. Okay. Viola Davis. Yep. Zendaya. Zendaya. Okay. And uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh's blowing up as well right now mm-hmm. who would your killer be and who would your victim be oh shit i didn't even think about that if you haven't got it don't worry no okay i picked i i, I cheated a little bit um because i picked seven i think one two three four five six i picked seven but i also picked a cameo as well so i've got eight technically okay. so my first two would be colin farrell and mads mickelson <laughs> uh michelle yo and Lady Gaga. I kind of wanted to say Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. But I decided not to do that. Lady Gaga's pretty good as well. I think she And I thought about, cause when it, immediately when the part where you gave me about singer slash, at, you know, the slash, I instantly thought Lady Gaga. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh, Lady Gaga, and then Steve Carell. Okay. <laughs> Emma Thompson. Okay. And Tatiana Maslany. Okay. Yeah. And then my cameo would be Daniel Radcliffe, and he would be the person that gets killed. He'd be the victim. Nice. Uh, my murderer would be Lady Gaga. I like that lineup. It's not bad. That's I was quite happy good. with those. That's very good. Yeah, a nice mix. A nice mix. Okay. Um, uh, okay, a mock pal contacts us and says, In Prey, the Predator takes on a Native American tribe. What are the types of characters or settings Samurai, Vikings, Shaolin monks? We've gotten this you, question before. You, uh, do we have this one? We've gotten this question before. Oh, what did we pick? I think we all agreed the Samurai. Samurai. I think Yeah, everyone. I think we got this question, yeah, closer to when Prey came out. Okay. Sorry. There you go. Samurai. Although, now that you mention it, I think I... Actually, I think I said I'd like Vikings as well. Oh, yeah. Samurai and Vikings were a Although, now you've mentioned Shaolin Monks. I didn't even think about that. 
But uh, I think that's rather tasty. I would love to see a film of Shaolin Monks against Predator. It'd be so interesting, because the, the, the weapons that they have, and to see them do, like, uh, open hand, anti-hand forms against Ninjas. the Predator. Ninjas? Ninjas. Yeah, I think the samurai, like, ninjas would be combined. That would mm. be cool. Yeah. All right. Sorry we've been asked that one before. I, I apologize. I didn't know that. But Amok does ask a second one. He says, what is your song for when you feel down in the dumps or a dark place? My go-to is either 2009 by Mac Miller or the Favoured Nation remix of Silk by Giselle. Um, yeah. So I don't know that second song. I've got no idea. Um, I do know the uh, 2009 by Mac Miller, though. So he's talking about songs that when you're down in the dumps, what makes you feel more positive? I don't think he's talking about like a melancholy playlist. He's talking about what... Wait a minute. Read his question again. Uh, what is your favorite song for when you feel down in the dumps or in a dark place? Like, what gets you out of that? Does he say what gets you out of it? Or no. he just says what... Well, last week, last episode, we discussed the melancholy playlist. That I we know. Have. So maybe he, yeah, maybe he wants to know what our song is. Well, he said 2009 by Mac Miller, and I think that's an upbeat song. Oh, I don't know any, either, either one of the songs he listed. All right, I'm going to play it then. Okay, there's a copyright strike. My next door neighbors are so fucking loud. Let me. Mac Miller's got a cool voice. I did have a cool voice, sorry. What do you mean, did? Mac Miller's dead. Oh, is he? He's been dead for years. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? I don't even know who that is, so. You'd know if you saw him. Anyway, do you have a song that gets you out of it? <sighs> I would have liked this question in advance, so I could have figured it out. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, I mean, because I... Um, I mean, I, yes, I know I do, but what in particular? I don't know. I I've got one that both gets me and Devon out of a funk. Guarantee it, right? When we're feeling just like, we may not be feeling down, but if there's a time where we ever want to feel up, One More Time by Daft Punk <laughs> will always get us out of a funk. We'll we'll dance to One More Time. We, we, yeah, it's... Uh, also, do you know oh. what? There's a few Daft Punk songs that make me feel that way. I have one now. Go on. One that I, um, um, makes uh, makes me feel good lately is um, uh, Special by Lizzo. Special by Lizzo? Yeah. I'm going to play it. I can play it. I got it right here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Are you going to play the whole song? Oh. Okay, this is not a big song. Okay. I hate to say it. It's not a bad song. No. And the chorus just makes you feel good. Okay. Yeah. That's a cute song. Uh, we're not going to bog you down with songs, but I just thought of one that kind of makes me feel a bit upbeat and good. Um, I don't know if everyone's heard it, but... Oh, yeah, I got another one, too. Make you feel that way. I like this song, too. 
Yeah, this is a good one. When it kicks in. Playlist is that? I don't even remember what playlist that song is on. Now it comes in. That is Make You Feel That Way by Black Alicious, uh, which is crazy because he's just said that his favorite is a Mac Miller song, and Mac Miller sadly is passed away. Sadly, the 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 guy from Black Alicious has also passed away. What's this? Mr. Mary J. Blige, just fine. Oh, yeah. Hold it to your mic a little bit. All right. Yeah, there's probably quite a few songs that make us feel like upbeat, but I think, yeah, uh, make you feel that way. And then One More Time for Me by uh, Daft Punk. One More Time will always do it. But also, what's the other one that I like by Daft Punk? There's a couple that we like oh, by Daft Punk. One. I always forget the name. Um, but the music back so I feel life into music. What you're doing doesn't help me. I'm doing a hook to one of them. We got radio science as we. Sorry. Oh, I guess instant crush. Instant crush is a really good one too. That's what you're doing. That one gets me nice and happy as well. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well, we just stopped to play a whole bunch of music. We'll we'll move on. Uh, thank you, Amok, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Adam O'Connor says, it's another music question. Do you guys have a guilty pleasure band or song? My guilty pleasure band, Sync, and my guilty pleasure song is I Want It That Way. You are my fire, the one <laughs> desire, believe. When I say I, I want it that way. There we go. Yeah. You got you got any guilty pleasures? Um, I don't Oh, I know I I'm so, yeah. So recently I've I not recently, I've been a part of a of a like a basically like a, a physical media collectors group. Uh basically Blu-ray, Blu-ray collectors group. Um and I'm part of a Discord where we where we chat quite a bit on there. And they have kind of re not recently, but they have over over time made me come to the conclusion that there's no such thing as guilty pleasures. Why should you ever feel guilty for getting pleasure out of something? Right. So you shouldn't. You should just enjoy what you enjoy. But now that you mention NSYNC, I'm like, oh, yeah, guilty pleasures do exist. <laughs> so I feel like I... I mean, yeah. I, I I feel like that's a hard one for me because I feel like I'm in that perspective of, yeah, I fucking enjoy it. You like a few right. boy band songs. Yeah, though. oh, fuck yeah, I do. I have a boy band's playlist. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got some... I don't feel like they're guilty pleasures. I feel like they're just, if they're fun or if they, and I enjoy them. No, you should. So, and so I can't. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should so be I, guilty. I can't, or, if, or if there's a particular artist, I can't think of one that I have. Maybe in other people's minds I do, but to me, I don't, I, I couldn't distinguish. I don't know. If you like the Backstreet Boys. I mean, they're in my boy band playlist. All right, here's a good one. Do you have a new Kids on the Block song? I sure do. That's, in my boy band's that's playlist. That's definitely a guilty pleasure. You, no, that's that's terrible. In my boy band's playlist, yeah. Well, that's, 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 they're a boy band, so obviously they're going to be in there. 
but that that is definitely a guilty pleasure. I got some One Direction. I got some Jonas Brothers. Got some yeah, Backstreet Boys, In Sync, New Kids. Yeah. Have you got Mbop by Hanson? You know, I forgot about Hanson, and I would put, and I will uh, rectify that. Mbop's flames. I can't. I don't says step by step. Ooh, baby. Gonna get to you, girl. Um, so I don't, I don't think I have many guilty pleasures, but I will say that I do have, I do have a few kind of questionable songs. Um, this right, this song is absolutely fire. But I suppose for those people that uh, don't know me, like people that do know me, think I'm a hip hop fan, and I am a hip hop fan, right? Hip hop, hip hop head till I die. But some people find if they find out that I like Easy Lover by Phil Collins, that song's fire. It's not by Phil Collins. It's by it's by Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. Yes. They're both on it. It's a duet. Um, but yes, uh, Easy Lover. That is a fucking fantastic song. See, I don't find that a, to be a guilty pleasure because that that yeah, I guess a guilty pleasure would be would fucking awesome would be more something like if you liked like Aqua, um, uh, Barbie Girl or something. I mean, I don't like anything like that. It's fun. So no, it's not. No, it's not. Don't ever say that. Barbie Girl is not a fun song. <laughs> I'd have to be in the if I'm in the right mood, I would sing along. Terrible. Uh, no, I guess you know Heart of Glass by Blondie, but that's a great song as well. That's one hundred percent not a guilty pleasure. That's not a guilty pleasure. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. I do have a particular. Uh, I have a particular playlist which I can. Uh, okay, so a guilt. This is definitely a guilty pleasure because it's something that probably someone my age and of my uh, uh, particular uh, enjoyment of hip hop should not listen to. But I tell you something. The Family Madrigal from Encanto. <laughs> that whole soundtrack is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's, I admit that's can a guilty we, yeah. pleasure, though. Can we talk about Bruno? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, what is it? Pressure? Pressure? Yeah. Rock that fucking song. Yeah. Yeah. So Actually, I think all three of those are in I Have a Musicals playlist. That's my, I'm looking at my musical right, playlist exactly. now. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Encanto? Encanto? Uh, no. That's the whole soundtrack. Uh, all because of uh, the one and only Mr. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Flames. Um, I also, on my musical playlist, have Defying Gravity from Wicked. Yep. <laughs> a great song. And well. I tell you what, I don't care what anyone says. I, actually, no one's going to disagree with me on this because it's a fucking great song and everyone who's seen this film knows it's a great song. Suddenly Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. Fucking great. Yep. So I guess I understand that your your guilty pleasure is in sync. I don't have anything quite like that. I don't think. Um, not ashamed. Don't be ashamed. So it's not a guilty pleasure. You enjoy them. Yeah, you rock that shit. Live your truth, playboy. That's right. That's right. Do what you need to do. Don't be ashamed. Nothing wrong with I want it that way. Tell me why. <laughs> oh, I totally want to listen to pressure now. Surface pressure, that's what it's called. Well, we're not going to listen to that right now. We can listen to it later. Okay. Ice Kaisi, whose name I still think I'm getting wrong, says, for each of you, what's an underrated snack? Underrated snack? Interesting. Yeah, this is a good question, actually. <sighs> so many... Th- Devin, Devin's a snacker. I am a snacker. You do like a snack. <laughs> you married one. <laughs> Yang Seng? Indeed. 
Quite the snack. So many things can be categorized as a snack. Yeah, but you can throw them out there. Well, that's true. Is a banana a snack? Right. What's an underrated one, though? I'm going to throw one out there. Even though people like this, people don't often just do it as a snack. Jerky Hmm. is a flame snack. I would agree. Just helping yourself to a little taste. A lot of people shit on jerky as well. We need to get back to that Dutch market. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Get that turkey jerky. Get that turkey jerky that we love. Jerky is uh, is a little tree. Um, sometimes it can be a bit tough and a bit difficult on the old jaw, but sometimes if you just suck on that bad boy, <laughs> suck all the nutrients out of it, and it softens up, just chomp on some jerky. I'm a big jerky boy. Hmm. Jerk me up anytime. Jerk me off anytime. Underrated. I don't know what classifies as underrated. I mean, because I I enjoy loads of snacks. I don't know which ones would be considered. Devin Devin has a snack. I'll tell you what. Devin has this little snack, right? She mushes up bananas. Wow. And but then I don't know if that would be underrated because I don't know. I don't know. It's underrated because no one rates it. Do. Someone has it. So, but I thought I would take it as like one that people are aware of. I didn't even finish. No, oh, okay. I'm sorry. She mushes up bananas and then into the mushed up banana, she mushes in peanut butter. So here's the thing. And she just eats that shit out of a bowl. So here's the thing. If you are a, a banana enthusiast, you know that there is a certain period of time where that banana is like chef's kiss, like picture perfect, where it's ripe and delicious, you know? So, um, but once it gets a little too, once uh, that peel gets a little too brown, gets a little too soft, it just doesn't taste as good as where it hit, where it's right at that perfect sweet spot. So, as a way to, and then especially, you know, depending on how quickly you go through a banana, depending on the, the situation, those bananas, they get bad pretty quickly. So, to save, not waste, and throw them away, if I have a banana that's a little too brown, a little too mushy, I will... Uh, you know, use a fork, mush it up until it's like a puddingy consistency. I'll uh, throw in a little. I'll throw in a little peanut uh, butter. You know, maybe, maybe at that point I might, you know, drizzle just a teensy bit of of honey to get oh, a extra sweetness didn't in. No, you did that. And I mix it up until it's a nice like pudding pudding consistency. Pudding. pudding. Who are you, Harley <laughs> Quinn? I know, right? Hey, pudding. A lo- like a pudding uh consistency, and it's delicious. Have you got a name for it? No. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. And here's why you shouldn't judge me, especially with what we do now. Our cookies. Don't you dare. Our cookies are basically that, except with some extra ingredients in it. Don't you dare. And you enjoy them. Our cookies are a delight. So with our cookies, we put in peanut butter in our cookies. We put in mash. Oh, I found... I should... I found... So we had this big-ass container of quick oats, you know, for oatmeal. That had been sitting in our cabinet unused for like over a year. And finally, I was just like, well, not none of us want, neither one of us want to eat oatmeal. No. And I didn't want to throw it away because it was like more than halfway full. So I was like, all right, what the fuck can I do with this oat, with this thing of container of quick oats that doesn't involve oatmeal? And I found a recipe to make cookies. And it's a flourless uh, chocolate chip cookie. So it's quick oats, it's mushed bananas, it's peanut butter. Um, maple syrup and chocolate chips, and that's, that's it. it. That is literally it. it. You just mix Mush that, all that shit, shit together, together, plop it on a baking sheet. You don't have to form it or anything like that. So we use like a, I use an ice cream scooper, and I just you know scoop it from the bowl, put it on the baking sheet. You bake it for fifteen minutes. Bing, bang, boom. You have these delicious cookies. Now I will say, the cookies, 
They're a bit squidgy. They're a bit loose. Yeah. So they're not like crazy sturdy, but they're fucking yummy. Yeah, they don't bake hard. They're not right. a hard, crunchy cookie. They're a squidgy cookie. they're moist and yummy. But God damn, they are delicious. And I'm oh. a man who's a bit picky when it comes to bananas. So for future reference, if you got some quick oats and you don't want to make oatmeal, or if you have bananas and they're getting a little too brown for your liking, make yourself some fucking cookies. Well, you have to give them how much, though. You're not giving them the recipe. All right. No, so, no, no. We don't have to do that. I mean, it's super easy. It's Go on. Two medium-sized mush bananas. You want a total of one cup of uh, bananas. You need two cups of peanut butter. You need, was it half a cup of maple syrup? Mm-hmm. Half a cup of maple syrup. Half a cup of uh, chocolate chips. And then, is it two cups of quick oats? No, it's one cup. One cup of quick oats. There you go. That's it. That's all you need. Mash those shits together. Throw them in the Stir oven. Stir it all really well till it's nice and incorporated. Yeah. Baking sheet with parchment paper. Uh, I don't remember the timing. 400. I think it's 400 for 15 minutes. Bing, bang, boom. You got yourself some delicious chocolate chip cookies. Do it. And if you do it, report back to us. Because that's some nice, tasty stuff. It really is. Nice and quick and easy. Not a snack. We're meant to be talking about snacks. That's right. not a snack. Yeah. Although they're labeled, because I found that recipe on Instagram, and they're labeled as breakfast cookies. Those are fucking desserts. I don't breakfast know. Breakfast cookies. Yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. No such thing as a breakfast cookie. Yeah. It's like, I think it's listed as like a vegan like breakfast cookie. But breakfast cookie. Breakfast it's 100% cookies are- fucking dessert because it's, it's delicious. A snack that you like that anyway, I, th- yeah. I think I found an underrated snack that you eat. What? Not a lot of people talk about these. What? You do love a popcorn. So I am obsessed with my uh, with white cheddar popcorners. If you're familiar with popcorners, they come in a variety of flavors, kettle, corn, um, and some others. Don't care about any of those. The only one that I have ever eaten, will ever eat, is my white cheddar popcorners. They are delicious. If the, When the store was out of them, I was livid. They're not- I was so angry. I love them i love a white cheddar chip anyway white cheddar is my fave like if you give me some white cheddar popcorn i'm all about it. it's delicious my white cheddar popcorners are my favorite mm. i've been obsessed with kind bars too the cranberry ones oh you do like yeah i bar. have subscribed i have subscribed and saved for uh with amazon so they just they show up we're just talking about week. what we shop for now i know <laughs> <laughs> so they they just show up every couple weeks i love my uh my cranberry kind bars it's not a snack, but I tell you what, though, I tell you what, I'll kill for, and I, I eat it. I'm not allowed too many of them because De- Devin, Devin gets upset. Right but an everything bagel. It's not a snack. No, but everything bagel covered in cream cheese. Yeah, I'm just talking about what I like. Now. <laughs> Snacks. I'm sticking with jerky. Yeah, I'm jerky is a is a solid one. Okay. Um, Colin asks, "What is everyone's thoughts on the new Evil Dead trailer?" You showed me that last night. I did. Uh, it looks scurry. Looks good. It looks scurry. Like I haven't seen any of the Evil Dead films. Um, I watched a couple episodes of Ash Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> I watched like a couple episodes of Ash Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, the That's show together. Uh, the show. Um, You've seen one of the Evil Dead films. You saw the reboot. Did I? Yep. Was Bruce Campbell in it? No. Very dark, very scary, very like not comedy, very gross. You saw the reboot. I'm gonna take your word on it. What did I think of it? You you liked it. I remember you saying you liked it, but there were some moments where you were like, "Oh, don't like that." Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be the case in this. There's a woman who slits her tongue open with like an exacto knife. She cuts her tongue down the middle, and uh, you weren't a fan of that bit. Don't remember any of that at all. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this one looks like it'll have probably have some of that for me. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it looks very scary. Can I just say there is a moment in a tra- in the tra- in the red band trailer. There's a moment that involves a cheese grater. Oh. And I literally went, "Oh lord, that is oh no." <laughs> Because you know that in the film they're going to show more of that, and it's going to be pretty grim. Um, I, by the way, I will say that the Evil Dead—I don't know what it is—is is it a reboot? Is it a remake? Whatever it is, the one that came out in like 2013 or whatever is better than Sam Raimi's all of Sam Raimi's films. The reboot is better than Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. Much better. It's dark. It's gross. It's scary. But, oh yeah, and this one looks just the same. Although I have heard. That this one is is canon, and by that I mean it is official that it's a sequel to Army of Darkness. This is the fourth film in the Evil Dead franchise. It is not a sequel to the reboot, even though it looks like a sequel to the reboot, because it looks way more in line with that than in anything else. It looks good, though. Scary monsters, fucking scary. There's a chainsaw in it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't think I'd go to the theater to see it because I don't often like going to horror films in the theater because I don't like how people act. Um, we have not had good times going to the theater lately. There was just literally the past two, and of course there were like fucking huge fucking movies, um, Wakanda Forever and uh, Avatar: Way of Water. Avatar: Way of in Water. Both instances, yep. we had people. Fucking acting a fool. For Avatar Way of Water, the film is over... never had that problem before in the theater that we went to. It's over three hours long. These two girls talked They were not girls. They were grown-ass women. women. They women talked old enough to fucking know better. Three hours non-stop they talked. Yep. They did and not And they were on their stop. phone. Yeah. I kept looking back at them at a certain point when I was just like, why are you still chatting? And the one chick like, had her phone out. And I'm just like, why are you... Here, I cannot tell you how upsetting it is. Very upsetting. I didn't like to that. To come to a movie and talk to me. I don't even care if you're talking about the movie. I don't care if you're talking about something that just happened. I don't want to hear any of it. Yeah. I don't. And I, I don't. Don't uh, talk not, to me. Not to don't sound. Talk and don't talk to me during a movie. Not to sound fancy. We go to an expensive movie theater. Right. We it go, is not a cheap for the two of us. Why are you paying to talk yeah. to a film? For the two of us at this place, it's $48. Yes. We go to a nice, like, fancy-ish theater. We've been going to this place for years, have never had a problem. Yeah. But these, literally these past two times in a row, I have been livid. Yeah. Yeah. These, these, uh, Wakanda Forever was just annoying. It was a kid and a guy and they were kind of talking, but these two girls, non ladies, stop ladies, grown ass fucking women ladies. who appeared to be older than us. So we should know better. Nonstop. Nonstop. I wanted to punch them in their vajays. I hope they, I don't know. I hope something terrible happens to them. But I've already concocted it. I've already concocted a plan for if this happens again to us. We leave. Oh no! Because you get our money back. Because I'm not screaming at anyone. No, that's not it. Here, would you like to hear my plan, please, you guys, listeners? Do you want to hear my plan? So my 100. percent My plan would be, especially like if this happens, like say, if it's you know, art. Because at a certain point, you can only after a certain point in the movie, you can't get your money back, right? So say if that's the case, if we're already into it, it's too late, and if we already ordered food, if that movie theater isn't packed, I 100 percent would call over. Uh, our server, because that's how fancy we are. Um, we can call our server. You can get a lobster roll at the theater we go to. It's not on the menu anymore. Well, it was at yeah. one point. And I would ask them if there are seats. If there are some seats like lower down, 
Yeah. Like in the non fancy ones, I would ask them, like, can we move? Like, I'm just, I didn't, and I and I and I wouldn't because you know the last thing that you want to do is argue with the people who are causing the problem because it, nothing good. They get comes louder, from it. louder. Yeah. yeah, nothing good comes from it. So I would discreetly be like, look, these ladies back here are or whoever are talking, and it's um it's distracting me. I don't want to say anything to them. However, can we move? Because obviously, if we're like into the movie and there are empty seats, clearly no one's coming. Yeah, and I'd be like, can we just move? And, like, if our food hasn't come yet, I'm like, can you bring our food down there? Yeah. It gives me very, very high anxiety. Like, yeah. I don't – I can't stomach it. It makes me feel – it makes me feel very uneasy. Mm-hmm. I just don't like – I don't know why a theater hasn't invented where you, you sit down in your chair and you can plug headphones into the chair and you can just listen through headphones. Well, that would be something that they – that you know, they'd have to maintain and clean and just extra work. Besides, it's a big ass theater with like big ass speakers. So yeah, these two, these two girls, were, uh, women, were the fucking worst. Yeah, nonstop for three That's hours. Three, and Sean isn't exaggerating. No. The whole goddamn movie. Yeah, they were. How, back how there. the people sat like, next to them didn't punch them in the face. Yeah, like behind the the people behind them or in front of them, I don't understand it because, yeah. granted, they were talking. They were low enough to where I couldn't understand what they were saying but i could still hear them and it's obvious i I mean to give them a slight benefit of the doubt or some slight positivity it's obviously they were loving the film because they were talking about the film and like they were excited but i was excited i didn't say a fucking thing i hate that i don't talk during movies you know how i no don't talk to me anyway we can talk about it after Anyway, the Evil Dead trailer. Looks <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go and see it at the theater. To be honest, I'll be honest with everyone actually listening right now. To be honest, I'm gonna see less and less movies in the theater. Um, I, I don't think I'm gonna be seeing like. I think I'll only see the big films in the theater going forward. Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting less and less more inclined to less and less inclined. Sorry, not less and less more inclined. Less and less inclined to go and see movies in the theater because more people seem to be fucking being dildos. And I think a lot of it has something to do with COVID that people were fucking locked up so long then they go to the theater and they get loud and fucking annoying. And I just can't. I like the idea of Here's going thing, to see though. Fast We've and been... Furious Ten at the theater scares the shit out of We've me. We've been in movies during COVID, and this these just it's literally just these. T- past two times either that never had a problem before either that or i want to go to the theater at some fucking insane time and i thought we did that too like wakanda forever weren't didn't we go at like oh that was like at two oh maybe yeah. like if you're talking like if we go early i want to go at 7 a.m <laughs> <laughs> yeah typically i mean there are times where yeah we've gone at like 11 yeah, eleven a.m. is perfect. No, just that's that's perfect. I don't want to go in an evening. Yeah. An evening scares oh, yeah. the hell the out of me. Is, is terrible. Yeah, and there's so many films. Like I would love to go and see Megan, but so many people. Well, everyone's saying fucking Megan is amazing to start with. Everyone's ranting about it. Saying I don't know what it is. You don't know what Megan is? No. About the the it's a horror film about the robot girl. No. I've just made it sound shite. <laughs> but it, it's... Oh, I'll show you the trailer. It looks fucking great. But I wouldn't go to the theater to see it because I, I imagine people would be talking and like screaming and clapping and I don't stand for any of that. By the way, uh, I've also... Someone... T- two people talked all the way through Wakanda Forever and this poor fucking bastard, this guy sat behind us. He tried to get... A, he tried to produce a round of applause about four times during the film. He started clapping, and no one would join in it. Oh, I just noticed the one. Oh, no, he tried. No, he tried like four times. Oh, poor guy. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> um, but 
don't clap in a movie theater. That's obnoxious as well. <laughs> clap at the end if you had to, but it's such a white people thing. I don't know why we, white people want to do that. Anyway, podcast question from. Oh my god! You all right? Someone sent me a question. I didn't put their name. Oh no! For shame! For shame! Well, Devin, I've I've got a question for you. Okay. You can start answering this question while I go and find out who asked this one to me. Okay. Okay. This one's from Martial Arts Film Freak, our good friend Tristan. He says, Devin and Sean, what is Moon's favorite spot to be scratched or rubbed? My six-month-old kitten, Cinnamon, loves her cheek rubbed. For Devin's enjoyment, I will include a picture of Cinnamon next to some flowers, followed by her trying to eat the flowers. I showed Devin. She is gorgeous. Yes. Oh, your, your kitten's absolutely gorgeous. She's really, really pretty. Um, Moon loves... A, oh, yep. I just said your name. Yeah. She's lying in she's currently lap. She's been passed out on my lap for the past, what, 30 minutes or so? Yeah, if not longer. Um, She loves a good head scratch. A good head scratch um, under the chin, around the ears. That is her jam. She loves a good head scratch, and she loves kisses. Um, oh, and speaking of chewing on plants, we don't have any plants because 100% she would chew on them. I had some. I had a, fl- a fake plant sitting on our dining room table. Had That had to go away because she started chewing on it. Um, but Sean recently got her some cat grass, something that she is allowed to chew on, and she seems to enjoy it. If you don't know anything about cat grass, get yourself some cat grass. It's, it's fucking great. It's just, it grows in a few days. It grows really, really long. And it's good for cats. Cats can just munch on it. And they and, and it's fine for them. Uh, can I just tell you, I would have, and for a time I thought about having plants. Uh, I'm not uh, a big plant person. I don't have a green thrum, thumb. And I was trying to find something that was oh, low maintenance. But then I didn't. And now I most certainly will never be able to have that again. Because she would chew on them. Oh, yeah. What can you say, what do you mean by she loves kisses? To give her a, a smooch. Sometimes she does, sometimes she hates it. You love it, don't she you? She has to be in the mood for kisses or else she pulls her head away, but she, she likes... Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Uh, she likes... Uh, if anyone didn't know, if anyone hasn't seen a recent picture with me, I have uh, of me, I have long hair, and uh, she loves to play with my hair. She loves to eat my hair. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted and she wanted a lot it and all that and claw through my beard as well. Mm-hmm. She's she's a fucking menace. This cat, I love it to bits, but she's an absolute menace. Yeah, she is. Her latest thing is fucking around with our lamp and oh, the knocking room. the lamp over. I don't know why that's a thing now, but she's fascinated by that shade, and I don't think I don't know if she think I don't know what she tries to do, like jump on it or get up under it and into it. I really don't know. Whatever it is she plans on doing, always results in knocking it over. She's so. a handful. That's a new thing that I uh, have not enjoyed. Yeah, we love her, and but it's, she's it's a It's when she's in her Zoom modes, you know? When she's not, she doesn't really do much. She's either passed out, like she is right now, on my lap, or in her cat tree. That's her favorite place. Um, but when she's in her little Zoomy modes, she's a bitey, fucking, uh, mischief-making, knocking, nodding, knocking things over, pain in my ass. We love her. But we love her. Uh, the other question was actually from Last Last Film Freak as well. Okay. I just put a gap between them and didn't realize he asked it. And he said the question for everyone. And I think, honestly, Tristan, I think this question only pertains to Devon. I don't think Cyrus and I can ask it. Answer it. One simple question that says a lot about a person and often sparks debate. What are your top three cereals? And he says, mine are Frosted Mini Wheats, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, 
and Reese Reese's Puffs. <laughs> I am a very basic, boring bitch. Um, uh, so when it comes to cereals, yeah, I I don't get fancy. Uh, I don't get any of the. I was never big into like the crazy sugary ones. And what's funny, um, when I was a kid. I didn't really go through a bunch of a cere- uh, bunch of cereals. I had a few that I liked, like um, um, tricks, and I liked corn pops. Tricks for kids, exactly. Uh, Rice Krispies, um, and then, um, but for the most part, the majority of my time growing up, I just ate Honey Nut Cheerios. My mom bought Honey Nut Cheerios. She bought it. I would eat it. Um, and so Honey Nut Cheerios. Right now, but right now, if I had to pick three. Um, there is a, uh, Cheerios, like cinnamon oat crunch. That's, I actually have two boxes right now cause they were on sale. We went grocery shopping today. Um, so that corn pops. Um, and if I had to pick a third and apparently it doesn't exist anymore cause I cannot find it. But for years, years ago, uh, that was my like number one was, uh, honey nut shredded wheat. Fucking delicious. And apparently it doesn't exist anymore because I haven't seen that fucker for years. And when it, it disappeared, I was so sad because that was my jam. So good. Oh, my God. I, uh, if someone could find me some honey nut shredded wheat, you would be my best friend and I would love you forever. So those are my three. I put my mic down. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I was just looking up something. What um, if I could find some honey nut shredded wheat? Anyway, anyway, uh, I won't answer that question because I don't you d- eat yeah. cereal. Weirdo over here. Don't well, do cereal. There's a reason for that. Oh, yeah, you and milk. I don't like milk. Milk is trash. <laughs> Not a big fan of milk at all. Um, and uh, I tried cereal like last year, and I actually kind of enjoyed it, but it's just not something I want to eat over and over. Just, yeah, not a fan of milk. Just, nah, no good. <laughs> if I were to eat cereal, though, it would be something like very flavorful, very flavorful or flavorsome, however you say it. Uh, so it'd have to be something that like makes the milk chocolatey or it'd have to have like, yeah, it'd have to be ridiculous. Like, I imagine those Reese's cereal I'd fucking love because it's just peanut butter and chocolate and deliciousness. <laughs> so I imagine basically cereal for children I'd probably like. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this up. But before we wrap this up, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our patrons. That's right. If you didn't know, we are on Patreon. And for a small fee each month, you can come along and join the fun. Um, what we do on there is we release uh, a an episode after our normal episode, this one that we're doing right now. We release another episode called Food for Thoughts Uncut. And that is me, Cyrus, and Devin usually being a bit more candid, a bit more open. Sometimes it's spicy. Sometimes it's saucy. Sometimes we talk about our bills. Sometimes we talk about our mental health. Sometimes we talk about our bodies. You know, it's just a good time to just talk about things that we don't necessarily talk about on the normal podcast or the the usual podcast. Um, Also, I release videos on there where I update people with my movie collection. And you get to vote on what movie we do once a month. So for the regular episode, for example, our patrons voted for Raging Fire. That was one of the uh, one of the films that they voted for. So, you get to vote, and also I will I will begin. So, my aim for two thousand twenty three is to start a YouTube channel. But before I start the YouTube channel, I'm actually going to start putting my reviews on Patreon. 
So I'm going to start posting them on Patreon and just to give them a taster of what my channel might look like. Uh, so I haven't got any in the pipeline right now, but I'm working on them next week. I'm going to work on exactly what review I want to do. And also, Devin came up with a wonderful idea earlier. And we are probably going to do commentary tracks for movies um doesn't necessarily mean we're going to do kung fu movies it could be any movie if you want to hear us just do a commentary track for home alone we'll do a commentary track for home well not home alone because we just watched it but the goonies if you want us to do a commentary track for the goonies we'll do one for the goonies so um we're going to start doing commentary tracks don't know when that's going to start uh, but it will literally be me Devin, and hopefully cyrus sat here with mics as we watch the film just talking shit about the film so lots to come on patreon um so if you want to join us please feel free to do uh feel free please feel free to do that's not a phrase is it i don't think so but why not i fucked up a lot this episode in that's terms okay. of speaking i don't know what's going on that's okay i think maybe i'm a bit i think you're talking too fast i'm talking too fast i think and maybe i'm trying to be more of a host because cyrus isn't here there's less people to bounce off of yeah uh, okay anyway our current patrons are shane nicholas Amok, pal, who asked a question earlier. Rama, Disconnected, shout out to Ryan. Tristan Glover, oh, I use your last name, sorry about that, but I'm sure you don't care. Um, uh, he is Martial Arts Film Freak, by the way. Jackie Chu, not Jackie Chu, Jack Chu. I'm fucking up so much. I'm going to start again. Shane, Nicholas, Amok, pal, Rama, Disconnected, Martial Arts Film Freak, Jack Chu, Art School Dropouts, Eloquent, James, Don Jitsu, Tina, Benjamin Dyson, and I just want to say, whoever was the last person to join our patron, you're just listed as no name. You didn't give yourself a name. So, if you want to give yourself a name, I'd love to give you a shout out and 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 thank you for being Absolutely. Uh, a patron. I mean, we are very, very grateful, but you're just listed as no name at the moment. So, if you want to go ahead and add your name, I'll happily mention you. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We've actually gone really long considering it's just the two of us. We did pretty well. Uh, I think it was that tangent on the A-team and Liam Neeson that took <laughs> us here. Um, uh, the next episode we're going to do, which is our 99th episode, that is going to be on. And I'm really, really fucking excited for this one. Really excited. We are going to be doing House of Flying Daggers. Nice. Zhang Yimou's film starring Zhang Ji, uh, Takeshi. Oh my god, why have I forgotten his last name? Kitano? I think. I've got his last name. Some, anyway. pe some people. Some, some people, people. Some people. Um, yes. Uh, so basically what happened is our patri uh, patrons voted for Shadow, the Zhang Yimou film, and I overruled them. <laughs> That's how it worked. I overruled uh, and did House of Flying Daggers because I was itching to do a Zhang Yimou film, but I, I didn't want to do Hero because it was too obvious, and I didn't want to do Shadow because, quite frankly, I know Cyrus would fucking hate it. So I want to do House of Flying Daggers. Alrighty. Uh, unfortunately, House of Flying Daggers. Slow down, honey. House of Flying Daggers is not streaming anywhere at the moment, as far as I know. Um, you can rent it on Amazon, or of course you can buy the Blu-ray. Um, so Cyrus will be renting it on Amazon. I think it's pretty cheap. I think it's like three bucks, four bucks, something like that. That will be our 99th episode for a hundredth episode, unless I change things. I don't even know what to do for a hundredth episode. I want to do something big, but I don't know what to do. But for our film for the 100th episode, unless anything changes, I thought we'd just go back to our roots. We'd go for a Jackie Chan film. And I think we'll do Project A. 
Okay. So I think that's quite exciting. Uh, Project Day is a fun film, in my opinion. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, we hope you're having a lovely weekend, or you've had a lovely weekend. Uh, anything for you to say? Uh, we are very grateful to all of you. We are grateful that you stick it out with us and listen to our lunacy. And uh, for those of you who are on Patreon, uh, pay, yeah, Patreon, uh, we are very grateful and appreciative for you that you're spending money to <laughs> hear us more and see us. So yeah, you guys are on. you guys are awesome. We're gonna have to do the food for thought uncut episode tomorrow. We're not doing it tonight. No, it's too late. Okay, is it? It's ten o'clock. Oh my lord! So late. <laughs> two old biddies. <laughs> yeah. But the uncut episode will be up, I promise you. Okay. Um, I was going to say one other thing, but like, oh, hopefully Cyrus will be back next episode. Um, more than likely. Yeah, more than likely. We, 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 he's got two weeks in which to get better. So he'll be fine. Fingers crossed. And uh, yeah, all right. Should Thank we you. make some cookies tonight? It's quick. Oh <laughs> no, I was saying yes. I was excited. That, oh. that <laughs> wasn't. That wasn't no. What the hell do you mean tonight? <laughs> oh no, that was a yes tonight. All right, cool. Some cookies? Sure. Ten o'clock cookies? Sure. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Midnight. Midnight feast, baby. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Every- thank you very much, everyone. Thank and you. we will catch you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>